Welcome to Everybody Wants Something, a Degrassi Junior High podcast where two black millennials deep dive into a Canadian teen drama from the 80s, because why not? I'm your host, Sonique. And I'm your other host, Lauren. Let's get started. We're back. We're back, you guys. Wow. I are I feel in such a better mood than I was last time we recorded. I'm just going to say that right now. I agree. I mean, I'll say I still have a tinge of like light anger oh the anger has not gone anywhere (laughs) oh yeah the anger is the anger is always there but like i am a lot better Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. i noticed from the way that we said we're back yes there wasn't like a weight (laughs) on our voices so i feel like was just like sagging us down you know now we're 400 years now we're just like a little bit more upright you know Mm -hmm. yeah shoulders back tits Mm -hmm. up i'm like yeah (laughs) Like again, four hundred pa- four hundred years still on my shoulders, but I'm wearing it a little bit better these days. Yes, exactly. Like we got a little shoulder <laughs> shimmy. Like we've been doing our calisthenics. Like we're doing great. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a good bra, so I'm like, Ooh. oh, I I definitely invested in some nice loungewear bras. So, um, oh, nice. It's nice. We love like a good like t-shirt bra. Yes. You know, very comfy, very soft. It's nice to like have the feeling of wearing a sports bra without like having to look like you're wearing a sports bra you know Mm -hmm. it's it's a nice feeling do you remember this is like such a weird deep cut (laughs) but it was like during the olympics like a few years ago where like some sports commentator got shit because he mentioned how like i want to say she was a swimmer or i mean she was an athlete of some Mm -hmm. sort but he like he was going in on how like the women look like they're flat chested and like they don't have boobs and i'm like because he's a cheese crap. I mean, you know, they're just, they're breaking records, but like those titties though, basically. But um, he made that comment and people were like, I think I read it on Jezebel. It was like, okay, one, does it matter if she has mm-hmm. boobs or not? But also she's playing a sport. Have you ever seen boobs like in a sports bra and not? Like they look very different. Like it's smooshed down flat. Like reason. there's a reason why <laughs> it's made that way. <laughs> like, I remember, so I haven't bought, I, last time I bought sports bras, um, were when I was playing sports, like, so back, like, in high school, and, mm-hmm. um, my chest was a lot smaller, and, yeah, and then I remember, I just still wear sports bras, just, like, to sleep in, or just, like, to lounge around in, mm-hmm. and I remember, like, I tried to do exercise wearing one of those sports bras, and I'm talking about, like, years of elasticity lost from those sports bras, like, the, <laughs> they're not holding anything. It's basically... <laughs> Honey, it's a tank top at that point. It's a crop top. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I was like, ow, this hurts so bad. If you have never ever had to run or do any sort of activity with your boobs jumping up and down, consider yourself lucky. It's a nightmare. It truly I is. used to when I lived in a home that had like stairs and wasn't an apartment. Oh. Um I used to like run up and down the stairs like holding my boobs. Oh yeah. Like I feel like everyone knows that feeling, like, running on the stairs, you just, like, hold them. Like, <laughs> like there's a reason, like, I was just reading a book. Um, oh, the, uh, I posted on Instagram. It's called um, All Boys Aren't Blue um, by mm. George Johnson from The Grapevine, which we love talking about on this podcast. Um, nice. But he was talking about how he used to, like, love doing double dutch with, the, like, his, like, friends at recess. <laughs> he would always, like, mock them <laughs> by, like, because they... <laughs> 
mock the girls like like holding down their chest because he he was like (laughs) saying how some girls would do that even though they didn't have any boobs just because it was like the look like if you were like really intense at double dutch then you had to hold down your chest (laughs) my sister used to double dutch for like like competitively shoot did you know that? No. Such a random thing. Yeah, my sister and cousin used to, like, do competitive double dutch and would, like, go around the country. I think they, like, went, like, they did, like, a national event at some point. This was, like, the early 90s. So yeah, it was, of like, it was. <laughs> my sister with her, like, my sister had a very distinct haircut in, like, 1995 <laughs> in that she had that terrible, mush, like, mushroom haircut oh, with the bangs. Had it. Like, the had asymmetrical it. little, like, mushroom. And she has her little gold earrings. She just, like, double-dutching and her kids. And that's, like, my memory of my teenage, <laughs> of, like, my early teen sister is her, like, double-dutching with kids and, like, a terrible haircut. <laughs> I love that. That, oh, man. <laughs> We need a biopic of of your sister because there was a, I remember there was a there was a Disney Channel movie with like that, jump in yes with the black kid yeah. from from High School Musical uh, Corbon Bleu yeah I was called um, Cordon Bleu like the sandwich or the chicken I like I like to keep them nice and like French so it's Corbin Bleu but I say Corbon Bleu yeah and I call him Corb Blue Chicken yeah we we have different varying degrees you know, of the respect for him same same but different. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but how are you doing, Sneak? Otherwise. I am doing all right. Um, what's happened? It feels like... What day is it? I don't know what day it is. Oh, oh I Saturday. just had my birthday. My birthday Bitch, was yes. a few days ago. Happy birthday. I'm 28, guys. Wow. Thanks. How do you feel? The same. <laughs> but I had fun on my birthday. I didn't do that much because quarantine. Mm-hmm. But I walked around all day with a little happy birthday headband. Yes. And there's something about, at least for me, when I, I saw, when it's the day of my birthday, I just feel like a little kid. Yes. And I just like, like I tell people it's my birthday and I'm very excited about it. Oh, I'm so, the Like I went. <laughs> I hate people knowing it's my birthday. I love, I love people knowing it's my birthday. Because I like attention. So mm-hmm. <laughs> on my birthday, I went to um, a dispensary for the very first time. Because like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. So I went and like, you have to get carded at the door. And the guy had like a little card scanner. And it sang happy birthday to me. Oh my gosh, so I guess when I it's like that. programmed. Yeah, when it realizes it's the date, it sings happy birthday. And I was like. That's cool. That's very Wait, excited. so did you have in Chicago or in Illinois, do you have to have a medical doctor card or just your license no so yeah it's just um it's recreational is it's is legal now so you could just go to a dispensary you have to be over the age of 21 um have have like a valid id and you are limited on how much you can get right. so if if you're an illinois resident resident you can get more mm-hmm. so you have like an illinois driver's license i don't have one so i had to get like the out of state like amount yeah but i'm like you know, I probably should get a license here anyway and probably register to vote in Illinois, too. You know, things things to think of. I, yeah, you know, I'm an adult 20- now, so those are things I think about. Exactly. <laughs> you are a 28-year-old adult. Like, yes. yeah. Yeah, I am officially in my late 20s, guys. Like, it's crazy. <sighs> I, it's at that point, um, like, at least three times this month, I'm always like, wait, well, how, am I to, how old am I this year? Like, after the, between the monumental dates or ages, like, it's impossible to know how old you are. Oh, that's true. Like I forget. I I forget my age a lot. Like my mom was like, "How old is Sneak?" and I was like, 
how old am I? <laughs> she didn't know either. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily, it's like right now it's like we're in a year that it's easy math for me. My, I am terrible at math. I'm terrible at simple mental math. Any simple math is not simple to me. But like mm-hmm. random math is easy. So it's like like anything that I have like when it's a when it's an even number like 20 I'm like bet I'm 28 this year because I'm born in 92 <laughs> but like give me like 20 tw- like 20, next year 2023 give me a I'm calculator <laughs> <laughs> like one year difference and again I'm calculating my age so like why is that difficult for me I don't know I don't you know I don't think you're wrong because I think my my own family doesn't know how old I am I told my sister like just like talking a few weeks ago, like, oh, my birthday's coming up. She's like, how old are you going to be? And I'm like, you should know my age. I'm going to be 28. And she's like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, I was born in 1992. I'm going to be 28 years old. I know my age. Yeah. And she just was like, wow, like, I can't believe that you're – I don't think it was a purely like, oh, you're my little sister. I can't believe you're 28. It was more of like, I literally thought you were 21. I don't know your age. Like <laughs> You just turned 18. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, you literally just graduated high school. Shut up and sit down, dummy. <laughs> but that's literally me. Like, you know, when you, like, especially with, like, younger people, it's, like, when you saw them when they're so young. Like, my, mm-hmm. this is when you, this is when you know you're, like, starting to become into your late 20s. So my, um, my younger cousin, who in my mind is my baby cousin, but he's not. He's, like, about to graduate college and, like, a grown-ass person. <laughs> <laughs> but he he did what many of us have always done in our early 20s summers between college he started selling knives because <laughs> wow yeah i never did but my sister did oh i remember i because the thing is if you guys don't know what it is it's like these like uh i think before it'd be like these door door salesmen but it's like um these like knives it's like knives and i want to say there there's another thing that you can sell it's like assorted cutlery and i'm also sure it's like a mlm like i don't i think it's a pyramid scheme (laughs) it was mlm before mlm um, existed yeah definitely a pyramid scheme but my parents were like oh yeah like we're getting on a video call with your cousin he's selling knives and i was like oh no he doesn't know yet Uh, like they got him (laughs) They got him. Because I remember, I remember though, because I remember looking for jobs like in between summers or whatever. And you would like go, like, because they're legitimate postings. And then it's mm-hmm. like, and then you like get an email or a call like immediately. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. so, and then they have a phone interview, a quote unquote phone interview. And they're like, yeah. yeah, where do you live? How old are you? You have free time? All right, bet. Come in. You're hired. And it's like, wait, I didn't give you. <laughs> How am I hired? You don't know anything about me. Like, you didn't even see my resume. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember after that, I was like, wow, I have a job. And then I was like, wait, no. So I got got through the first stage, but I never went in in person. So I learned my lesson. Yeah, they get people a lot. Like, they're, I think, I'm pretty sure all of those knife selling, well, you know, varying degrees of MLMs, right? So there's like the knife selling. And you have to sell your your yeah you know actually I have I have um, sympathy and empathy for like young teenagers and newly graduated folks who end up selling knives and like I feel you I understand you then you have these grown ass rusty ass women who are selling all types of bullshit on Facebook and I'm Tell like you are tea. too old talking about oh I run my own business and I'm like how are you run your own business you can't name the name of your product mm-hmm. like you don't get to name it you don't get to set the price. You have to buy it from someone in order. 
<laughs> bitch, what? Since when? You don't own a business, honey. Like, stop. Uh, hashtag boss bitch. Like, nah. Hashtag boss babe. Hashtag girl boss. Like, first off, you're not a girl. You're 30. You are a woman. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> I'm going to stop calling yourself a girl because yes. you haven't been one since you were 17. One. Two. And I think- <laughs> Get out, get out of my fucking DMs. Because <laughs> that's the thing. You. It's high school English. <laughs> especially, especially for like people our age. Like, cause we, I remember being like in college and then I was marketed by people slightly older than me, like maybe mm-hmm. five years ahead. And then now it's the people coming from younger than me. And it's like, I've been living with this for 10 years. I'm tired mm-hmm. of being targeted by your MLM. And I'm taking it personally now. And so that's what she's like. <laughs> like, if if you if you really want to make money from MLM, you gotta you gotta get in early and mm-hmm. you gotta not target your friends. Cause we're just like, bitch. <laughs> my favorite I think we're thinking of the same person from high school. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure we are. I my favorite part about MLM and people who sell them or like do MLMs is that like I love to hear their arguments for why it's not a pyramid scheme. My favorite argument being, because like, you know, you're like pyramid scheme, like this is how blah, blah, blah. You explain Mm. to them and they're like, well, I mean, if what does your company look like? There's a CEO at the top and then there's employees. Is that not? I'm like, no, because I'm literally not being paid for being recruited. I don't make money off of recruiting people. I make money mm-hmm. off of doing my job and selling a product <laughs> or promoting something that like whatever your job may be. I'm not making money from whether or not I can rope in other people to also rope in other people. Like you, We're talking about the same person. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just literally. I like, only, I only follow this. I only follow this person just to see her bullshit because it's so oh, funny. Oh yeah, I hate follows real. Oh, I hate follow her hardcore. Okay, anyway, let's let's be not. This is a positive space. You guys, you guys out there know, like we have all been victims to the. Hey, girl! I hope Wait, no, you're you doing mean, well. Hey, hun. Hey, no, hey, hun. <laughs> it's like it's like, bitch. I haven't spoken to you in ten plus years, and why are you sending me a DM? Like, and because that's the thing, it's like they like they change their tactics instead of like giving you a long kind of pitch at the beginning, they try to ease you mm-hmm. in with just saying, Hey, hun. And it's like, Why are you hey, hunting me? Like, we don't have a connection like that. Stop. I am not your hun. You do not know me. I don't <laughs> exactly. know who you think you're talking to, but I feel very disrespected right now. Exactly. But yeah, we didn't, you know, this is not an anti MLM pod- podcast, though it could be one day. It could be. Um, <laughs> We are here launching off season three of Holy Degrassi shit. Junior High. I know. Isn't that crazy? It really is. Like, I think I didn't even realize that until you just said it. Yeah. Season freaking three. Unfortunately, it's not like a fun one. But <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. It's so fucking sad. But we're doing, we are covering season three, episode one, parts one and two of Can't Live With Them. It aired on November 7th, 1988. Synopsis. As the new year begins, Wheels receives some tragic news. Eighth graders Arthur and Yick conspire to make life miserable for a new seventh grader. Wow. That... <laughs> they they left us with that little trinkle of a synopsis with this hard-hitting topic? Okay. I thought you were going to say, wow, that sounds like what I just watched. <laughs> because, yeah, it's just like... 
<laughs> Wheels got some tragic news. But hey, Arthur and Yeager are up to their antics. Isn't it That's funny? That's all shenanigans. <laughs> oh uh, but we could start off at um, our cold open. So Wheels gets in after his curfew and his parents are in the living room and they don't like that Wheels has been hanging out with Joey. Mm-hmm. And um, he basically pulls up, parents just don't understand. Like, <laughs> man, my parents are lame. <laughs> if only he knew. Oof. If only he knew. <laughs> I think that's what's like, they like, they really were... Or trying to point this juxtaposition of like, you know, my life is so hard as a teenager. My parents suck. I'm going to say all the crappy shit about my parents in this episode. Like, they really were going after it. Yeah, I definitely feel like the moral of the story was like, be nice to your parents or they'll die. (laughs) And you know, you know, with my like, jump to conclusions brain in middle school, I'd be like, yep, my parents are going to die if I say anything bad. Like... I'm not superstitious, I mean, but like I don't, I don't step on any cracks because I'm afraid. I mean, it's a really back. good way to force a child to develop like OCD of just like say something mean and your parents will die. It's just like wow, okay, yep. that's a lot. <laughs> um, but in our first scene, Nancy is running for president because of course she would be. Like I fucking mean, Nancy Kramer, have no you heard one's of surprised. her? <laughs> no, she's outside of the school and she's like, "Vote for me!" Hi, I'm Nancy Kramer. Vote for me, pen pen. And um. We see this kid show up with like, a little blonde afro, and he literally looks like Screech. Oh my god, yes, like a like a blonde, a bleach blonde Screech. Yes, and which I love because we also have an Urkel on this show. I'm like, oh my god, it's oh. Urkel and Screech. Wait, <laughs> wait a damn minute. Did, did ABC and did <laughs> ABC Productions just rip off Degrassi for both Saved by the Bell and? Family Matters? I think they did. I really think they did. I think ABC has a lot of explaining to do Mm. because they absolutely stole these two characters that have become icons of American television. Right. Um, One more than the other, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think think it's safe to say that. (laughs) I think it's safe to say that Urkel is more iconic than Screech. Mm -hmm. Also, is Dustin Diamond okay? (laughs) I don't think so. I just remember. I remember like, he was watching on like him. those like celebrity VH1 reality shows, and he was like on drugs and did a porn. Like VH1 <laughs> is the king of like of um, what is it called when you exploiting exploiting like dealist <laughs> celebrities? Like that is their mission statement. That's VH1. Oh yeah, that's their bread and butter. Do you remember when it was like uh, they had like a weight loss show? But it was like a very like dark like like you're a fat ass and like you have nothing um, going on. Celebrity with you. fit camp. <laughs> right? Oh, celebrity God. fit camp, right? And yes. it was like really mean. Yes. It was because so that bad. one buff guy, there was a one buff sergeant guy, the black mm-hmm. guy with a bald head. Mm-hmm. Man, he used to scare them skinny, basically. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like these this is not helping at all. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm pretty sure. I mean, we also know from most of those weight loss TV shows, also like The Biggest Loser. Mm-hmm. Most people don't keep it off because no. it's just not. They don't lose weight in a healthy way or in a realistic way that you can and, upkeep after leaving the fucking show. And they're not doing nothing. They're doing absolutely nothing with like being like, hey, how do you feel about yourself? Is that why you're. Yeah, like, there's, there's no mental health. It's just like, <laughs> you're fat. 
stop eating. Like, no, like literally, can we talk about why this person might be overeating or like what's going on? Like, or how they feel about their body? Like, no, just yell at them. (laughs) Just yell at them all day. (laughs) And that's Uh. our topic of diet culture, everyone. (laughs) It's normalized. (laughs) I was so unsoothed by that voice. (laughs) But in that same scene, Zit Remedy shows up. Um, it's the first day of school, and of course, um, Snake's looking fly. He's very colorful because it's Snake. That's, his, that's him. <laughs> yeah, he's you know the Fresh Prince of British Columbia. Yep. And um, Wheels tells them like, yeah, basically, I can't pl- hang out with you, Joey, because you, my parents think you're trash. <laughs> you're a bad. <laughs> Which is a hard thing to have to tell your friend to their face. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like Joey, like you knew, like you're not. Are you really that dumb? Like, you know, you know. Yeah. But also, like, is Joey that bad of an influence? Like, I know I've gone 180 on my defense of Joey. Aside from, like, the driving thing, which yeah, is a big that's deal. Yeah, kind of thinking. Has Joey really led them astray that much? Also, Wheels can make his own choices. I don't think Joey is holding a gun to Wheels' head because of Canada's strict gun laws. Yeah. One. And two... <laughs> It's not like that. He has free will. Yeah. Yeah, I think they... I think it was probably definitely the um, the car incident. So that's what mm. I'm kind of thinking. Like, And it kind of made them seem like it was... Um, when they were discussing him about like not hanging out with Joey, it kind of seemed like it was like a temporary thing. Like, almost like a grounding kind of situation, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we also took it as like, my parents don't want me around you anymore. You're toxic. And I'm above it. Because <laughs> you know, You're a toxic friend. You know how it's like, it's always like the way that parents communicate things of like, um, you know, like, hey, like, they're like, you know, we're just worried about you and, you know, keeping up your grades. You're doing much better. We just want you to maintain that, you know, and like really keep up the mm-hmm. good work you've started. And then Wheels takes that to Joey and he's like, my parents think you're dumb as hell and I can't be around you anymore because you're bringing me down. <laughs> hey, that, you're not wrong because that's literally how it sounds. Yeah. But then Wills tells Joey, I can live without them about his parents. And I'm like, don't say it. Don't say it. You're jinxing it. But we no. already know what's going to happen. No, and jinxing is like law. Like as a teenager, jinxing is law. Like double oh, dare, yeah. triple dare, and jinx. That's law. And he just jinxed mm-hmm. himself hard. He should have his fucking mouth shut. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> oh, dear. We were talking about this poor kid whose parents die. We're like, it's your fucking fault, wheels, you <laughs> idiot. Like, wow. Um, but in our next scene, we get Yick and Arthur, who are so tall. Oh my gosh, they're giants. Clearly, these actors, you know, had growth spurt over the summer or something. But they're, like, gigantic. I was like, oh, my God, they're big boys. Mm-hmm. Um, Arthur is wearing a real leather jacket, and it's giving me um, big Claire from Breakfast Club vibes, like that leather jacket. And I was like, I really want that. Like, should I wear a leather jacket? I mean, I need, <laughs> I need a one. jacket. That's I need a brown saying. leather jacket with a white flight scarf. Mm. I, want, mm, I need that, yeah. That's happening this mm-hmm. fall. Like, I don't – yeah. Um, listener – if you want to run that to me, we can talk sizes. Thanks. Go ahead and do the vintage shopping for us and, mm-hmm. you know. And pay for it. Yeah. And we'll pay you in episodes. 
How's yeah. that? That's fair. It's our, our Patreon exclusive level is to buy me clothes it's and then maybe I'll Patreon. give you content. <laughs> uh, actually, no. Reparations. Hi, white listeners. If you'd like to buy me a leather jacket for a cashmere flight scarf, I would not say no. Thank you. Yesterday was Juneteenth. Thank you very much. We'll be right back after a quick break. So, so Screech shows up and he's like, I am looking for my class. And they're like, ooh, like, let's play a trick on him because we're big kids now and we should play a trick on him because it happened to us. Um, They put him into a closet. Mm -hmm. They let him out. And then they're like, fuck this. We still have to do our trick. So we're going to send him to the wrong class, basically. Also, his name is Bartholomew Bond. Oh, like... They just really wanted this kid to get stomped on in school. His parents, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, they did him zero favors. It's a white kid with a bleach blonde afro and a suitcase <laughs> walking to school. And they had the audacity to call him Bartholomew. Get out of here. And he's short as hell, too, so he can't even defend himself. Damn, man. Like, you could have at least given him, like, a simple little middle name he could change it to in school. But no, they're yeah. like... <laughs> Like, he could be Bartholomew Henry Bond, and he could just go by Henry, a Hank. Oh. We love a Hank. He could have been Hank Bond, and that would have been fine, but no. You're going to be Bartholomew, and also, we don't call you Bart or Barty. Your name is Bartholomew. <laughs> Deal with full it, stop. kid. <laughs> yes, full start. You're not going to be Barty. <laughs> oh, dear. Barty Crouch. Um, so, <laughs> weird. I watch Harry Potter. Um, the uh, So, the girls show up, and can we talk about Lucy? And how amazing Her she coat? looked. Is this what she's that, wearing the coat? That burgundy like blazer with like the black tulle skirt and her headband. I and mean, she's also gotten very tall. And I think she's grown into her looks at this point. And I'm just like, oh, stunning. Lucy was killing it with the fashion this yes. episode. And this yeah, is her first season, day of school. truly. Mm-hmm. Because we do get a lot of Lucy this season. I'm very excited to yes. do the Lucy episodes because she has, like, I think some of the best, like, character shit that happens on the show. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. I Yeah, but yeah. I loved her this episode. She looks great. The twins look great, too. Everyone's got their, like, <laughs> okay. Okay. So, listener. We chose this episode, like, weeks ago, and then, like, the world went to shit, and then we decided to, like, put it off for a little bit. So I haven't mm-hmm. seen this nose in a long time. I wrote down, <laughs> the ladies, Lucy looks great. So do the twins. LD looks like LD. <laughs> Oof. This is, <laughs> this is that start of, like, you know, like, <laughs> you have your friends, you have your friends from, like, middle school and elementary school, and then, like, you know, as you grow up and you mature, like, some people, like, are just, like, growing and... And, you know, like, maturing more than others. And, like, you know, friend mm-hmm. groups start to stretch and whatever. LD is that person that's just like, oh, so we're, like, caring about our looks now? Like, <laughs> we're showering? She's like, we're putting on new outfits? Oh, you guys put on makeup? <laughs> and LD's like, oh. And that's very much, like, the theme, I feel like, in this episode and beginning in the next few episodes of, like, LD is starting to be left behind. It's like, bitch, give it the program. We are in grade nine now. Mm-hmm. And we're basically young women. Give it the program. Basically. Um, <laughs> so uh, 
Oh, yeah, this is the part, actually, when Yik and Arthur feel bad about the broom closet. So they send him away to um, the wrong class. Yeah. And in that class, Kathleen and Melanie show up. And Kathleen's like um, – <laughs> Kathleen plans again. I'm rediscovering my notes. <laughs> Kathleen plans on running for president. Has she heard of Nancy Kramer? <laughs> I mean, like, like, do you want that heat? <laughs> Kath- Kathleen did not know what she was getting herself into. Actually, she should have got known what she was getting herself into. But it's Kathleen we're talking about, so I she know. doesn't read the She's- room. <laughs> <laughs> she does not know how to read the room. We find out that Steph is at private school and she's to wear a uniform now, which I'm like, so Steph is in hell. Uh-huh. She's just being repressed. <laughs> in her oh, yeah. Fashion. Yeah. And Yik, this is like earlier before Yik had been like, Arthur, is that real leather? Like mm-hmm. questionable. But when he finds out that Steph's at private school, he's like, um, are you guys like rich now? Because how is she at private school? Like that costs money. Right. <laughs> I, I love it's like those like those like kid mentalities of like when you because I think it, to some extent like you think all your friends are from the same socioeconomic status. And there's like mm-hmm. certain moments when you as a kid, you're like, oh, so you're rich. Like you're like rich, rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for Yik, it was getting a leather jacket and going to private school. For me, growing up, it was anytime someone had, like, multiple pairs of, like, new, like, fancy shoes, like, name brand shoes, I was like, oh, you're rich. And also, mm-hmm. if, you brought, if you brought a Lunchable to school, I was like, that's what richness is. <laughs> I was like, oh, you don't have to bring a brown paper bag lunch. Like, you're rich. You're living the high life on those Lunchables. But even speaking of lunch, looking back at it, I realize now, like... There was a distinction between the kids who brought lunch versus who bought it. Mm-hmm. And act- the ir- irony is that is the kids who bought it were the not rich kids. Yeah. Because I'm realizing, I realize now, at the time I didn't get it, now I'm like, oh, because you have a mom who probably does not work a nine to five who is at home making. Because I, I remember having classmates who like moms stayed, from, who were stay at home moms or like um, home. <laughs> Homemakers. <laughs> I almost called that. Home runners. <laughs> That's that's the new name we're we're taking. Because they run, they run the house. At, yes, <laughs> feminism. I home never, runners, not homemakers. Yeah, <laughs> I don't watch sports. I was like home runner. <laughs> Women who stay at home and they're home runners. That's the new thing. Yes, but yeah, no. Who's their either mom stayed at home, so they had the time to make them like a nice lunch. And my mom, who like was a working mom and a single mom, didn't have time to make me lunch. So I bought lunch at school every day because she didn't have time to sit there and make me like a sandwich. I just had to go like buy, you know, whatever taco surprise they had on Wednesday. (laughs) See, I probably thought you were rich too because you got to buy lunch all the time. Because I, okay, because that was the thing. My mom didn't let me buy lunch all the time because she was like, that's too much money. And so Mm. I also thought that the kids... (laughs) That got to buy lunch because that well, there was also a difference. There was people that got to buy lunch and then people that got free lunches at school. Mm-hmm. So I think I knew I knew that it could have been either way. But people mm-hmm. that got like the the like because that I also by like middle school I was having to make my own lunch. <laughs> like, right. So anytime yeah. like that someone was given this special treatment when it came to lunches, like I'm talking about gushers, I'm talking about good fruit snacks. Dunkaroos and Lunchables, and, oh, bu- and you, if you I get to buy lunch all the time, 
you're fucking rich in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's also like we're children, so who fucking knows? This is what I thought, and it's still what I kind of think of, because, like, yeah, it, 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 it... like so, like, it's weird because like yeah, like you said, like you see someone buying lunch, you assume okay, you're buying it every day, so you must have money. But it's like if you are a parent who doesn't have time to make your child lunch, it's probably because you're doing work that is exactly. shift work or you're working a lot because you're doing it on your own. So it's not like I'm not giving you lunch money because I have so much money to give you. It's because like you need to eat. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to do something for you. I don't know. I'm not, I'm also making like I'm poor. I was grew up poor. I wasn't poor or anything. But it's more like. I mean, I still had immigrant parents. Like, I wasn't, like, flexing on anybody. But anyway, I digress. But um, Zit Remedy later is still talking about Joey's parents. We get a a cute little Narbo moment. And Scoot shows up. And I'm very excited. And, oh, my God, Urkel and Screech love Superman. They They bond. Yeah. (laughs) They they bond over the super, like, obscure comic book. (laughs) So Superman. <laughs> wow, you you like Superman? I like Super. What? <laughs> Can't believe. I, I think it was more of Scooter was more like, oh, this this kid named Bartholomew has his name on his plastic suitcase that he brought to school, and he whipped out a comic book out of it. We're gonna be friends. He's like game recognizes game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are from we are from the same place. We are from the same time. I think I just quoted Dreamgirls. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're both from this. Yeah, that literally. Yeah, that is from Dream Girls. Okay, <laughs> so Joey joins. Um, you know the little kid class, and uh, Wheels and Snake kind of tease him for the fact that he has to go back to Radish's class. Um, Joey tries to make Arthur move though, and um, he does. But Radish makes Joey sit up in the front because he's like, "You ain't gonna fuck around mm-hmm. my class." But guess who he ends up sitting next to? Caitlin. He's sitting name? next to Caitlin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know you haven't said someone's name out loud on why you're like, wait, is that her name? <laughs> <laughs> Literally anytime I say anyone's name, Lauren? <laughs> so it's like I read all the time, I think in my head, but I haven't <laughs> physically said it. Is that the correct name? Oh my god. I do that way too often, honestly. It's sad. Um yeah. but I I I just crack up anytime it's like this like weird um like sense of like oh like I'm I'm rough and tough now like I am a bully I have a sense of authority but it's also like Joey so he has no sense of authority mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, that's like my favorite moments in movies and TV or even in real life when people like try to assert themselves be like no like this is how it's going to go <laughs> and someone like recognizes that they literally have nothing going for them and it's yeah. just like i don't have to move joey go sit somewhere else <laughs> love- like saucy schroeder oh my god yes <laughs> <laughs> oh god the schadenfreude oh the schadenfreude for saucy schroeder <laughs> oh god oh yeah. she's german we love it but like no um oh, i've been watching a lot of pose lately so i'm sorry that i'm girl me too. so much ball <laughs> i feel like i'm talking like pray tell a lot today <laughs> Just binge so much. Category is like, oh yes. Like, what the fuck is that? I'm so I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for myself. You're um, you're among you're among your tribe, don't worry. It's okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from. It's like when I watch too much Drag Race, I start laughing like Michelle Visage, and I don't know why. I just uh, that's that's what I latch onto is that annoying ass laugh. But no, yeah, Stassi Schroeder thought she ran shit, and Bravo said, "Uh, but you don't." Not today, you racist bitch. Oh <laughs> uh, God, I don't even want to get all started on that because I feel like we'll t- we can talk about that for like oh an hour because it's been very funny watching that. No, that like unfold. This is this is the celebrity drama tabloid shit we've been waiting for in quarantine. Like we mm-hmm. have just been gripping our our clothes, waiting for something to like unfold like this. Yeah, it's been fun, and now she's pregnant. Conveniently announced. Mm. Okay, sure, honey. Okay, yeah, I'm pregnant too. So, um, I'm not. I'm kidding. So, in the next scene. We meet the ninth grade homeroom teacher, Mr. Garcia. We'd love to see a black man teaching on television, mm-hmm. yep. which is great. And um, so the kids are going to be going to Borden High School for some of their classes since, you know, all that. And I totally understood their excitement because I feel like if that had happened for me in middle school, I would have been very excited to oh my gosh. be going to high school for certain classes. It's It's like this... This specialty of like, oh, we're a little bit older, like we get to do something different than the younger kids. We get to go to a different environment, see different people. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I would have been so excited. So, so excited. Do you remember that there was like a kid, um, I will not say his name, but he was like a, like a genius child and he would <laughs> ride a bus like to our high school to take a class. Mm-hmm. He was in my math class, but like he would ride a bus like... Wait, no, I think he did it in middle school, too. Like, he was not, he was either, he was a middle school student who was taking, like, advanced math, but in order to do it, he he would, like, get on a, like, a bus just by himself (laughs) to come to our school for that one class and then go back to his, like, school. That's crazy. Like, I think back then we're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But today it's just like, what? Like, why don't you just, like have done something with the, state else of, with the state of the environment you guys really wasted an entire bus ride for this kid those dusty ass exhaust giving buses <laughs> oh my god remember if you were in a like god forbid you were in a car that's windows were down you're behind a yellow school Ooh. bus and that shit revs up and that <laughs> exhaust <laughs> oh my god I think we are all waiting just like for the for the lung cancer diagnosis after that like for for like the the class action lawsuit we find out like that we're we've all been exposed to fumes from like exhaust fumes from buses yeah it's a class action uh, suit against Thomas Yellow Buses <laughs> this is the company <laughs> <laughs> oh I love you actually remember the company name of the buses I don't know why I know so much about buses. Maybe that's my my dream job is just be a bus driver. Maybe you should. I I feel like you'd be a very friendly bus driver. I think so. I mean, my I still remember on bus drivers. I I, I saw do. this tic, I saw this TikTok the other day, and it was like nobody. <laughs> then underneath it was like everyone's bus driver in middle school, and it was like a person chewing very loudly on gum and like touching buttons, and then like hopping up and down. <laughs> driving with the big wheel and i was like dying laughing because that literally (laughs) that's every bus driver Mm -hmm. do you remember when like every so often like because i feel like with 
growing up as a kid and you like you rode like the school bus which yeah. I've, it's so funny when you talk to people who are not American and they find out that we actually do ride yellow school buses to school. Yeah. Like, I thought that was movies. It's like, no, we all ride yellow <laughs> school bus. I don't know why. It's yellow. Like, they're like really ugly, like piss yellow. Mm-hmm. We all get on the bus. They take us to school. They pick us up. That's just how we do it. If you miss your school bus, you're fucked. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're going to do. Oh. Your mom gets mad and has to drive you to school. Yes. Those morning conversations, like, mom, I missed the bus. She's like, what? What? I missed the bus. That, when I miss the bus, my mom will be especially mad because she already be at work. So if oh, I miss yeah. it, I'd have to like, mommy, like I miss the bus. Like, can you please go get me? She'd be so mad at me. Like, how do you, how did you miss the bus? How do you miss the bus? I'm like, I don't know. Like it drove away and I wasn't on it. Like, <laughs> but uh, I remember we used to, every so often, like, you know, you know, your bus driver, mm-hmm. but every so often your bus driver gets sick because they're humans and oh, you yeah, get like, so. Uh, of sub and there was this one sub driver and i don't know how he was allowed to be a bus driver because he would purposely drive like he would take the different route that was like the back road and he would drive so fast and he would like oh gun it he would gun it over the speed bump so kids <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i also when had I that substitute you- bus driver <laughs> When I tell you, I, I remember it now because you did the little bouncing thing. Kids mm-hmm. would be flying. <laughs> like you hit your head on top of the roof. Oh my god! Yes, I'm not joking. I saw someone hit their like their back on the roof of the bus because you he would drive us. We'd all be like, "Oh shit, yes!" So we all like hold on to the person in front of us, and he take turns and shit and going over jumps, and we're all just like. In- and then at that age, you're like, this is so much fun. It's like a roller coaster ride. We literally would be cheering. <laughs> <laughs> that person has to be fired by now, right? Like, surely they're not still driving a bus. But it's so funny because at the age, you're not thinking, like, no, he should be reported. Like, someone could die. No, we were on it. Like, wahoo! Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my god! Oh, also, that was a great like. Speaking story. of bus drivers, so in elementary school, <laughs> um, we had this like old white man named Mister Bob, and he was really cool and really nice. Um, uh-huh. And then I remember once I started going to Bricks Cheney, then we got this like, um, like middle aged like black woman who would always listen every morning to ninety five point five. Hell yeah, um, <laughs> WKYS. <laughs> <laughs> it was all that was like the um the morning show when they would always go it's friday yes wasn't it the tom joiner morning show yep and oh 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 it's the tom joiner morning show Oh my god! But I remember I was so like, remember. like when I like when I hear some songs, I will literally remember hearing it on the bus, like because this because she was like she was she didn't drive that bad, but I remember I was like, oh, this is a step up above like Mister Old White Man, Mister Bob, like this is this is the hip hop bus, <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> and the she was like, bus. <laughs> like she. <laughs> Because I remember, like, Mr. Bob, like, if you weren't there at the bus stop, he would wait a little bit, just in case, like, he, so I didn't miss you. But I remember, like, once we got, I forget her name, like, it was, it was, like, she just reminds me of, like, people, like, like, that you'd see at the beauty shop, or, like, you know, like, someone's auntie, like, that was her. Mm-hmm. But she, I was just, like, she was, like, hello, good morning, 
<laughs> but like if you miss the bus, you miss the bus. Like there was no yes. <laughs> um, Okay, I'm sorry. I know we were going on so many tangents about bus drivers, but now I'm just like I'm reminded of one bus driver I had and she was part of a mother daughter duo of bus drivers. Aww. Her name was Joyce and then like her daughter but they were like badass like biker chicks. Like Joyce like was like I remember she was like this white woman and she was very tan because she was always like biking and shit mm-hmm. so she's like tan her skin was kind of like leathery i'm worried of about course, her yeah. i'm sure she probably like found a weird mole but like she was like really tan and she had this like red like dye like box dye hair like bangs Always. and she had like, a rassy voice because she was a smoker and she had tattoos <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> like badass bus like bus bike riding chick but when i was a little kid i remember um this is like kind of embarrassing i was like i had like se- seven i think and I went home one day um, off the bus. Oh, and also she had her daughter who had blonde hair and it was like feathered, like her hair was done in the 80s and she never changed it. Never and it was like just it. very, very specific type of woman. But I went home and my sister and her friends were all like, you know, they're teenagers. So they were cool teens. And I was like, whoa, look at all these teens. And they're in the kitchen. Yeah. They're like, hanging out. And I came home and I was like, oh, yeah, like I just got off the bus and I was talking about my bus driver. And I didn't know... I didn't know she was called, you'd call like that look a biker look, like a biker mm-hmm. chick. So I said, yeah, my bus driver is really cool. She dresses like a hooker. <laughs> because I I had right. heard that word. I thought hooker meant biker, like a booker, hooker, mm-hmm. biker, booker T. Washington. I don't know. I guess I'm confused. All these things. Uh, and same, I was, same genre. <laughs> right. So I was like, oh, yeah, like she has like a hooker. And I remember them all like laughing their asses off. I was this little kid. Like, she looks like a hooker. Yeah. And like, I don't get it. And like, yeah, no, like, she's not a hooker. Like, don't say that. Like, she's, I don't know what she is. I'm sure she's not a hooker. I don't, don't right. say that to people. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Wow. Yeah. So bus drivers. <laughs> Oof. Bus anyway, was like, um, it, was, it was a, it was a hierarchy, man. I like have repressed yes, in the back memories of the bus. That, All the cool kids on the back of the bus. And like, some things happen in the back of the bus. Oh my gosh. Yes. Montgomery County buses, man. Man, <laughs> public a school lot is of wild. Stuff. Oh, yeah, a lot of anatomy lessons riding buses. Let's just say that. <laughs> As an observer, not a participant. You guys have listened to the podcast. Oh, you, you know you guys know. You know our brands. We weren't we weren't getting fingered on the bus. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Like, but like you, like you accidentally like turn around. And you're just like, oh my gosh, what is going on back there? Mm-hmm. Mm. Crazy time. This is also middle school. <laughs> middle school. <laughs> yeah, our school, our our county was like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so back at Radish's class, um, Screech realizes he's in the wrong class, and everyone's laughing. And Scoot is like, "Hey, don't laugh at him!" And I'm like, "Oh my god, Scooter, you cute little baby." I know. Um, and Arthur and Nick are very proud of themselves. But next, the grade nines arrive at Borden. They're, like, doing a tour. Mm-hmm. And we see Spike and Liz. And they're, like, looking very cool. Very, you know, still very punked out. Yes. I love that friendship. And when they're in the hallway, Lucy makes eyes with a boy with giant glasses. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, holy shit, look at that hunk. And I was like, cool. are you sure, Lucy? <laughs> Lucy, like, have you seen yourself? Like, mm-hmm. that, you could do better. Aim higher, honey. <laughs> she was just like, oh, damn, a high schooler, and he's brown? 
So, like... <laughs> I guess, like, one of those things, like, he's... By being in high school, it just makes him hotter. It's, like, mm-hmm. by having a British accent, someone's hotter. But, like, they're they're not cute. It's just that they sound nice. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but our next scene, bell rings, and Joey tries to get the fuck out. And he pulls that classic teacher, you know, the bell does not dis- dismiss you, I do. <laughs> Which you like to pull, we learned. <sighs> yes, I do. But I think for the most part, <laughs> I also will say my students don't leave. It, I, I come and go into their classroom. So mm-hmm. there's more, I guess, more than that. But yeah. But I'm not I'm not as yeah. bad as Radage, I will say that. I'll give myself some props. Thank God. <laughs> but um, Caitlin is like, Joey's kind of noticing Caitlin, whose outfit I feel like was very questionable. What was she wearing? She had a very, I make note of it. I do not remember the details of this outfit, but it was odd. It wasn't cute. It wasn't her typical, like, ooh, Caitlyn looking, like, really chic. It was like, why is she wearing that? Anyway, it's the 80s, so that might <laughs> yeah. that will that will factor into the 80s fashion because it was a questionable 80s outfit. Yeah. Um, but Joey asks Zit Remini what they think about Caitlyn, and they're like, um, she's like a baby. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I love how it's like, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, she's one- because she's only one year younger. Mm-hmm. And they're like, she's a baby. How dare you? And it's like, okay, guys. She's a grade below you. <laughs> it's not even that, because Joey is in the same grade. So Exactly. So mentally, <laughs> you're y'all still eagles. below her. <laughs> but I'm concerned, y'all eagles. So, yeah. Um, so the Zip Remini is at Joey's house. And uh, they're deciding they're going to work on their, you know, their demo. And I'm mm-hmm. like, they've talked about, like, you know, the summertime and practicing. I'm like, you guys did not take the summer to learn a new song. No. No, they did not. <laughs> not at all. Um, but, you know, this this is what pissed me off. <laughs> Tell a girl. Joey failed. Joey failed a fucking grade. But has a whole studio set up in his basement. Is, I, I want to say at some point in this episode, someone calls him spoiled, right? Yes, they do because they talk about parents and they're like, Joey, your parents spoil the fuck out of you. Like you have, like you have a stew, like a fucking you have a stew in yeah. your house. Like what? Yeah. And like in the eighties, that shit was expensive. It wasn't like oh, they gave him a little little mic setup. It's like no, he has like a full like recording situation. Like, I don't know. And you couldn't pass eighth grade. You couldn't pass eighth grade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, Joey's parents are shit. Um, but, uh, Wheels is trying to rush out, but they managed to convince him to stick around. And of course they find out that Joey did not press record. So. Of course he didn't. It's like classic didn't. trope. It's like, I, it's also like, so it's time stamps it. Cause it's like, I forgot to press record. <laughs> I know it literally is such like a trope or like, there's no tape. Like back when video, you had to have tape in the thing to yeah, do it. It's not digital. It's like. There's no tape in it. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The physicality of documenting. Ugh. I know. Are we happy we're out of that? Yes. But I also think it's affected older people in a different way. Um, My um, older family members don't know how to smile for photos because they can, like, see it. They can immediately see it. I think before, like, you know, I had to wait some time. There's some distance between you posing and you seeing that finished product. But now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I got to keep my eyes open. Open them really wide. 
let me <laughs> let me let me unnaturally smile and it's like you never look like this why are you acting this way now wait what 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 does that have to do why what <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for example, okay, if you look at like older photos of my parents, my parents are very photogenic people. They know how to take photos very well, but mm-hmm. for some reason, in the the digitizing of photos, where it's like mm-hmm. you can immediately you can take the photo and maybe you look at it if you want to see if you want to retake it again. Uh huh. There's some like disconnect where now it's just like they're overthinking it and they're over doing their face in an unnatural way where it's like, Oh, I got to keep my eyes really open. Like (laughs) very high eyebrows and (laughs) like these very weird, like strained smiles. And my, my family has always taken good photos until we suddenly could take photos with our phones. And now we don't know how to take photos. That is fascinating. Thank you for explaining that. Cause I was initially like, (laughs) what's wrong with your family? Like (laughs) I, for some reason, the the um, the stress of photos is now now exists. I don't know why, but you know I could believe that though. I think when I I think you know it could be because it's so accessible now. I think mm-hmm. at one point it was just kind of like like when I see old pictures of my parents and stuff. It's very like I saw I see a lot more candid photos. People yeah. just took photos. And it's like them just like existing, whereas now. Everything is so like. Let's take a picture, and like stand like do yeah. it. So like it's it is kind of an awkward. And you, you like can, you I think can, people have lost the art of just like taking pictures that are just happening as opposed to I'm doing a thing. I'll take a picture of me while I do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have mm. you have you are able to critique everything immediately, and then in that moment change it. Mm-hmm. So I guess all of us now kind of have this like famous celebrity um, self awareness and like model like. You know, we're a little getting a little camera shy now. Like we see all our flaws, maybe. Yeah, I, I, you know, that makes sense because I'm even thinking about when I take pictures. Like I usually have to take several pictures before I find mm-hmm. one that I like. But I think it's also because I'm not very photogenic. I'm yeah, really not. Like I, I have a hard time taking pictures and not like my eyes do this weird thing. Like one of my eyes sits slightly lower than the other one. And I'm very aware of it. And I feel like whenever I take pictures, my face looks so crooked. And for me, I always think that one of my eyes doesn't open as much as the other one. It always <laughs> looks like one's squinting more than the other. And in my mind, it's as dramatic as that one actor. Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's how it, that's how I remember. Uh. I- <laughs> I immediately knew you are talking about, like, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, like, when I first started noticing it, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then, like, I, I've gotten over it, like, because it's, like, it's, like, one of those things that's, like, enough people told me, it's, like, Lauren, no one has ever thought, no one has ever noticed that until you pointed out. And same with your eyes. Like, I, I when you were discussing your eyes, I was like, I've never seen that before. But in my mind, yeah. I, I looked like him, so... In my mind, I look like a Picasso. Like my oh. eyes on my cheek, and my other eye is like on my t- top of my head. Like, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's the aesthetic, okay? It's abstract. Yeah, uh, I should watch Clueless. And they, remember, they call people like a Picasso. Oh my like, gosh! No, no, a, Mon- a Monet, not a, not a Picasso, a Monet. Amber, no. who is my middle name? Uh, 
Amber such a Monet, like she looks good far away. You get up close and you're just like, oh, oh my gosh. Yikes. Yeah, that's like Clueless, so Clueless is on so Netflix right now. It is. You should watch that. But um, so next, so Wills gets home and he's late, and his parents are of course not pleased. But next in the following, it's a very quick scene. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Kathleen is campaigning, and they're in Ratch's class, and Arthur is you know reading about the stock market because he's that kind of kid, <laughs> the kind of kid who has like a digitized like watch in the eighties with a calculator, mm-hmm. definitely reads like the Financial Times because he's like yes. a little capitalist. Mm-hmm. So Arthur tells Yick that like, yeah, I've gotten into like stocks now, and like Yick's like, you rich, bro? And <laughs> Arthur's like, like those only one, like my parents, my mom won the lottery, and now we're like over a million dollars, like rich. And my sister goes to private school, and I wear leather, and I read up about stocks. I rich people do rich. <laughs> he's like, okay, he's like, I'm a rich white boy in Canada, but it's still the Reagan era because. Ooh. It had that push, and he's like, I'm rich white boy, and you are a boat person, okay? So we are different. We are not the same. <laughs> like, like it's, I mean, yeah, it's the age of the 80s and the extravagance. Which, to be honest, the- he doesn't say any of that, but that's what Yik's thinking. Because Yik obviously exactly. feels very comfortable, but uncomfortable at his friend being rich. Let's be real. It's it's the 80s when it was, like, the time where, you, like, it was okay to brag and, like, flaunt your richness. Like that, and- Oh, my God. That's mm-hmm. in Pose. Yes, Remember? exactly. Yeah, yeah when that the- Mac guy is like, it's the first mm-hmm. time in America's history where it's okay. In fact, it's like encouraged to flaunt your like wealth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. hence Dynasty. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Arthur was just <laughs> giving himself like his like middle school Canadian version of that, which you know he yeah. tried. He which tried. is a slightly more polite version. Like it's just. It's still assholey, but like not so. He's like he's like saying he's rich, but he's not like, well, I'm rich. He's like, yeah, I'm rich. Yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> don't tell anyone that I'm better than all of you, but I am better than all of you. But don't tell anyone. <laughs> like Secret. putting putting on his fresh leather jacket and like 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 <laughs> come on. Come he just on. drapes it over his shoulder and like whips around, and the sleeve just slaps Yick in the face. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I mean. One season ago, he was literally carrying around some dirty old dog in a gym bag with smelly shoes. Like, this is the Arthur we know. And Yick knows Uh that. And he's like, Arthur, what the fuck are you doing? You know? I know you. Arthur's walking around smelling like new money. And Yick is just like, it smells like Italian leather. Whatever the oh, knockoff God. market is in Canada, he's like. <laughs> they got Little Italy in Toronto. He buying it from there. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> Spike shows the girls um, a picture of Emma, and they're just like, "Oh my God! Like you had a baby. That's so weird." And like, <laughs> it's such a teenager thing. <laughs> but Spike's like, which isn't funny. Like Emma was premature because, like, mm-hmm. remember this is a small teenage girl having a baby. So it's like very exactly. high risk. So she's like, yeah, Emma's premature, almost died, but, you know, she's doing fine now, and, you know, it's her daughter, and she loves her. And <laughs> I wrote, I'm surprised Spike didn't just say, yeah, I had a baby. She's premature. It was lame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, t- like her, tone, lame, her right? tone said that. <laughs> <laughs> she almost died. I know, right? Lame. I had a baby or whatever. <laughs> she almost died. It's fine. Like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It kind of ruined my summer, but whatever. 
Yeah, my summer was like kind of lame because of my almost dead baby, but you know, whatever. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> so Shade shows up. And this motherfucker apparently has not seen the baby. I was like, I am not surprised. Because guess what? He's at fucking camp. Of course you were at camp, Shane. You're, the fact that you have a girl at home who just had a fucking baby who went in labor at your dance. So you know she Thank had you. the baby. And you're, you're, you're doing water skiing or whatever the fuck you do at camp. Because I didn't get to go to camp. But I heard they do crafts and water skiing. Listen, I don't, that's what, I need a backstory to their storyline because like, what was it? We had, we had the episode when their parent, their families met each other mm-hmm. and then they just kind of were arguing in the hallways randomly throughout the rest of the season and they had the mm-hmm. baby and now like Shane's not part of their life. And I'm like, I don't, how did this happen? What, what was the in-between that he went that they that he like is just overhearing a conversation about his daughter. <laughs> He's like, "Oh shit, shit! You had the baby. What's her name? Oh, oh she almost damn. died. What? Shoot. That's crazy, man. You see the friendship bracelet I made at camp? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty sick. It's got beads. <laughs> uh, it's like one of those. What's that thing that that Wheels' dad gave him? His birth bracelet or his birth necklace? Yeah." That choking yeah, hazard. Yeah, like the little, That's, the ID. <laughs> I wish like, you would. Oh man, she's like, I made this necklace for. Um, well, I didn't know her name was Emma, so it's just this baby. But it's like a little <laughs> necklace. <laughs> and you know, ex- that's exactly what that dumbass Shane would do. He's like, like here, like she'll love it. Does she like beads? <laughs> <laughs> what does she? Eat? What does she usually do? Has she said anything about me yet? Like, <laughs> like, what's she into? Like, has she heard the pokes? They're pretty good. <laughs> this was cut out. It had to have been cut out, right? Like, this is part of the script. This is so plausible. <laughs> like, real talk. Real talk. Shane deadass said this. I could literally go hours of Shane just, like, saying dumb shit about the baby. Oh, that's our that's our new segment. It's just like, just, um, was it um, our editorial of like what Shane actually said? Shane's like, oh wow, you have a baby. Can you ask her? Like, has she ever heard about crack? My dad asked me about that. I just figured it's what dads do. So like, hey, baby Emma, crack. Ever heard of it? Oh, Shane. Uh, <laughs> So, um, in our next uh, <laughs> scene, Zit Remy is trying to convince Wheels to sneak out, and Wheels is like, apparently almost 15, and I was like, oh, wow, you guys are old. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I always just think they're 12, and I'm like, oh, you're like 15 years old. That's this is really the season, crazy. like, they're starting to look old this season. Like, they've they all are, kind of like, shot up. They, yeah, I think it's always, especially, like, Snowsville with the boys, because they've all, like, except for Snake, because he's been a thousand feet tall <laughs> right. since he was born. <laughs> <laughs> Like, R.I.P., his mom's vagina, but, like, he's Oof. always been big. But, like, the rest of them are, like, getting taller. And I'm like, oh, they're, like, growing up. It's crazy. So um, <clears throat> so they're talking, you know, and they're trying to convince him to just go. And since Wheel's parents are going to a movie, they're, like, you just, like, sneak out and, like, come do this, like, demo with us. And we'll, mm-hmm. oh, Joey's like, yeah, I promise we'll get home before they get, before they get home. I swear on my mother's grave. 
And it's like, there's you guys are really laying it on thick, Degrassi. I mean, the writing room, of this they're just pending like, parent death. What else can we put in here to make them feel like shit for basically killing off his parents with their words, you know? And also, okay, can we talk about how fucked up it is that the one character who was adopted has his parents <sighs> die? Like, can y'all, like... And both of but- them... Why don't you let Joey's parent die? Like, I mean, not like, it's great. If parents have to die, <laughs> right. maybe Joey's parents, who like takes them for granted, like the entire show, if you're trying to really drive home the be nice to your parents thing. Mm-hmm. But the one kid whose parents gave him up as an infant has been raised with these new kind of weird parents who can't act and kind of look alike, which I mm-hmm. need to talk. His parents look like siblings, but like, they do have them die. Like, that's, I don't know. These writers are really doing a lot. They were they were setting wheels up for just like like oh he's gonna be the the problem child and have to deal with a lot of shit growing up. Yeah. Okay, just gonna be the punching bag for the rest of the show. Yeah. But um, later the wheel wheels his parents are trying to convince him <laughs> the wheels parents mm-hmm. his parents are trying to convince him to go to the movies and blah 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 and he's just like you know he's like nah not gonna do it and I'm he ends up sneaking out study. to record. <laughs> yeah, to study, but actually he sneaks out to record. And it's actually in that scene as you mentioned, they talk about how spoiled Joey is because mm-hmm. of like clearly he's very spoiled. Exactly, cuz I think it's he's an only child. He has his own studio. Mm-hmm. His mom is constantly mm-hmm. cleaning his room and doing his own laundry and doing everything for him. Mm-hmm. Ugh, Joey I know, yeah, but um, they kind of just go into this kind of, you know, back and forth talking about, like, yeah. complaining about their parents and, like, which is very relatable. All kids complain about their parents. And they're talking about, like, growing up. And I wrote, remember when we fantasized about growing up? Oh, my God. If I can go back to that innocence of, like, just, like, being like, oh, when I grow, <laughs> when I graduate college and I'm rich. <laughs> I remember when I was a little kid, like, when I was, like, a small child, I was, like, Okay, I'm gonna go to college, and then at 21, I'm gonna get married, and then at 26, I don't know why 26 was the number. As like 26, oh, I think since my mom had my sister at 26, so I was like, that's an acceptable age. As right. a 26, I'm gonna have a baby, and I'm gonna and- have like our like you know three story house downtown, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah, like. That and, like my colonial it's gonna be great. And we'll be financially sound that I'll probably be able to like not work for the first three years of the baby's life and then eventually oh, yeah. go back to work as, you know, in my architect um office that I own and run. Because <laughs> it's a nineties movie from because, rom-com. As you know, architecture is a very, very common <laughs> trope in films and television. <laughs> Oh everyone's an architect. Gosh. Everyone's just building. Everyone's no. Everyone's designing shit. No one's actually building it though. Thank you. Oh my god. But yes, to go back to that innocence of just being like, it was funny because I was talking to my parents the other day about, um, like you know when I was in high school because you know with the pandemic, you know um, we were talking about if if I had been in high school, like how would I have felt about like you know not having my graduation, not having my prom. And I remember I was like, I was like, I don't think I, I would have been like, oh, that sucks. Like no graduation or prom, but I wouldn't have been that upset. I would have been more upset about the possibility of not being able to go away to college on time and having to live at home. That would have killed me. (laughs) Yeah. I think I would have been disappointed with the, 
graduation and prom stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I think prom more than graduation just because like, yeah, prom, like you're oh, planning prom. it. Like you've been yeah. planning it like your whole like high school existence. You're like I can't wait till you know do prom. Mm-hmm. But you're right. If I found out that like I wasn't going to be moving out, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, at 18, you couldn't tell me anything. Because I knew my shit. I was an adult at 18 in my head. I was grown as hell. I was like, yeah, I'm going out and I get home when I'm ready to get home. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I didn't call my mom a bitch. I'm kidding. <laughs> I would I would never. She would have. Oh, no. I'd be dead. I wouldn't be alive if I had done that. Like, <laughs> you would have never met me. Um, but Wheels gets home and a cop is waiting and he thinks like, oh, fuck. My parents called the cops on me like to get me. And Wheels' grandma is waiting and... He tells she tells him that his parents died in a car accident because of a drug driver. They're dead. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Isn't that what she says? I hate you. She literally says, Derek, your parents, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talking about tra- like trauma of like easing someone into something. I mean, obviously she's going through a lot too, but I was just like, oh, that's yeah. a that's a shocker to the system, ma'am. Yeah. I mean, there's also just, there's no way, good, easy way to tell someone that. That's like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. But I also knew, I was like, when that cop car was out there, it, I mean, that that's the sign that something bad is coming, is when a mm-hmm. cop car is parked outside your home, as you pull around coming back, that's always a sign that some someone died, there was an accident. Or any, some, any... Like, um, I think it's everybody's like, worst fear is, like, turning around their block and seeing, like, li- emergency lights of any kind, honestly. Fire department, ambulance, police, I don't care. It's scary to be, like, that's my house. Ah! Like, um, you know? I watched, for the first time, Eve's Bayou, the movie. <gasps> and oh I'm God, so, man. I'm so mad it took me this long, but I'm, that was, that's, like, that's my type of movie. Like, fried green tomatoes like that's like a southern gothic a southern gothic black timepiece with black people i love it i love it i love so it family secrets good. i'm here for it <laughs> oh, i love that where, that movie is so good oh i love it if you guys listener if you guys want to yeah if you guys want to like watch a good like like a good black film like ease by you is like i think mm-hmm. one of like top yes yeah and so many good actors in it that i'm like how have i never heard of this yes i, mean, I know but uh, i know there was oh god yeah. yeah so good um but i watched it in the one scene when the aunt um and her like new boyfriend <laughs> they're like her like native american-esque like he's like half black half native american boyfriend mm-hmm. that has like the gray wig on <laughs> yeah i was like they killed they were killing it with those lace fronts okay like because <laughs> <laughs> that black man does not have hair like that okay <laughs> Yo, you're he, he has gray straight hair to his butt. No, sir. No. I don't even have that hair, okay? Um but like he had the Brazilian. Oh, he got that blowout, that Brazilian blowout. <laughs> yeah, Brazilian blowout. <laughs> <sighs> but they're like out walking and they see like that like a bus hits a kid and then they like look around to see who it is and at first they think it's someone that they know and then they realize mm-hmm. it's not and they like go home cheering and they're all celebrating <laughs> that another kid died <laughs> instead of them. <laughs> and it's like that would happen to me you're talking about like 
Oh, it's like everyone's worst fear to see like emergency lights like as you're coming home. But like, imagine like you're coming home and then you see like emergency lights, but they're parked near your house, but it's not for you. And you're like, mm-hmm. yes, it's not me. Yes. It's just one it's more day. bitch ass racist neighbors. Day. Yes. One more day. <laughs> I remember that happening um, at my family's house, but it wasn't, it was actually sad because this woman in my neighborhood, on, literally on my block, her husband died like, and they had like a four-year-old daughter, but she died, um, or he died at a metro stop. And it was on the news because he was looked up this man who died at like on the metro and the defibrillator wasn't working because he went to cardiac arrest. And they tried to like, I wonder if she got a settlement from that because I feel like she should have in the city yeah. because they um, tried to use it and it wasn't working and up to code. Oh, so he shit. died. Yeah. And that was like really sad because there was a lot of like, you know, the police had to come to her house yeah. and tell her. It was really sad. And it was on the t- it's on TV, too. Yeah. So it's like, everyone knew about it. He was a nice guy. Also, side note, gonna take a different turn. Um, <laughs> um, oh, what's her name? Um, Yvonne Orji from mm-hmm. Insecure. Yes. Is her neighborhood near your neighborhood? Is her parents' house near your neighborhood? Because um, I know she's, she's from Laurel. I know. And in my mind, I'm mm-hmm. like, they're cousins. Like, I remember the first time I saw her, I was like, she's related to Sneak. Like, they, okay, first she looks- off, she's first off, she's a Nigerian, and I'm a Nigerian, know, and I we that- don't fuck with each. We don't fuck with each other. Second, I'm stop. But like, listen, I know they're Nigerian. I know, but I remember <laughs> I the know, first maybe. time I saw her, and I was like, she looks like one of your cousins. I could see that. We a lot of women in my family take after. Or take after my grandfather who had very full eyes and she has very big, like she actually kind of yeah. could be a, a Smythe. But um, no, we're not related because she's Nigerian. Yes, of course. And I think it was also, it was like, I was like, she kind of looks like Sneeze's cousin. She's from Laurel, her parents still live in Laurel, Maryland. Put yeah. two and two together. No. Also, to clarify, I'm in no way offended that you said that. I, I keep pushing the Nigerian part because Africans also have rivalries between each other. So it's oh, kind of yeah. like, no, they're Nigerian. Like, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> yes. But in my mind, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, she probably lives over in that corner near. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised though, because if like, it's also very strange. I feel like our lives are taking a lot of parallel, like kind of parallel in a lot of ways. And that yeah. like African immigrants, like late in life turn to comedy yeah. Also me, also from the same town. So it's like, we have a lot of weird parallels. Yeah. Oh my god, am I Yvonne Orji? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to tell you this, yes! <laughs> am I her? Oh my Is gosh. she me? <laughs> it's like Freaky Friday, and we like, you don't know my life at the same time at midnight, and we switch little bodies, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, I'm Yvonne Orji. Ah. Okay. Yeah, so. but in my mind, I was, I was like, I was like, she has, I was like, I was like, I, what if she like lives in that neighborhood, like like just like one like one neighborhood over? I mean, Laurel's not that big, so I wouldn't be surprised. That's if what I'm they, saying. Do they still her parents still live in Laurel? I doubt according, it. According to her comedy special, her parents live in Laurel for half the year, and then they go to Nigeria for the other half. They still live in Laurel. And her That's what I'm saying. HBO. I'm like, why are you still living in Laurel? You better. <laughs> I'd move them to Potomac. Like if oh, I got yeah. really rich, I would send my mom to Potomac. I'm like, you live in this mansion now. 
Or I, if they like did it, or I would like, okay, you're gonna get like a nice condo in DC or something, and a nice condo, and then have their bigger Ooh. house in Nigeria. Oh, or no, 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 not not Potomac, because my my mom is older now; she doesn't need like a big mansion. I'd move her to one of those really cute townhouses in Georgetown. Oh, bitch, yes. Oh, and she has a little garden, and she could like garden and stuff. She'd like. I'm gonna that. come. I'm gonna come live. I'll pay rent at your mom's house, but I will come live with her. <laughs> Yo, that basement free. <laughs> Hello? I'm calling Listen, her. I'm going to stop by tomorrow. I would like that because while I'm jet se- like jet, jet setting, you can just hang right? out with her. It's like, right? well, that's fucked up. She jet set with me. But like- Sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> 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 no, mom, going to Jay-Z's house. You can't come. It's an exclusive party, mom. Okay. Mom, there's going to be blow there. You know, blow, cocaine. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. But I'm gonna see it. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, listen, Sonique, back in my day, back in my heyday, like, I you literally don't know what I, I did. went to the disco in the 70s, but fuck, you don't know what I've seen. <laughs> what I grew up in in, in the eighties. Who do you think my I am? Mom, mo, no, my mom wasn't cool like that. I mean, she like she went to I'm also like acting like doing Coke is really cool. <laughs> listen, you guys know us, you know our brand, you know us. <laughs> cool kids do coke no my mom definitely went to like the disco but i think that my mom because i'm like so i think i've said this on the show but in africa drug use of any kind is seen like the same so it's not like oh if someone like smokes weed versus heroin versus crack it's all dope and it's It's all gonna ruin your life Yeah, yeah so like i'm sure if my mom had seen that shit she'd be like (laughs) <laughs> like terrified like she i think she would have left a party she's at a party and there was cocaine open she's like I'm, i can't be here like this is not safe like she was very like dope is like and my mom was a walking dare program basically oh, this before is dare friends. was a thing this is my friends because my parents are the exact same way they would like i remember one time like they would tell this story over and over again and once my brother and i got older we're like oh they were referring to those people as like they were smoking in the back like smoking something other than cigarettes, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, like cigarettes can't cause cancer. We're okay with cigarettes, but weed, absolutely not. Marijuana, dope. Marijuana, <laughs> alcohol could also ruin your life, but it's legal, so we don't care about that. Yeah. But weed, <laughs> it's, always, it's always like, like, but it's like the weird that they would, you know, when people talk about stuff, it's like they're so far removed with it that they like try to use like lingo but then they sound unnatural using it that's how yeah. they are they're like you know like dope grass <laughs> doobies <laughs> reefers <laughs> the devil's lettuce <laughs> what decade are we in like <laughs> wait so did your parents i'm curious because um because my mom called it dope because dope was all of it. And I feel like a lot of it's generational too. A lot of it's generational. It's not just yeah. being Liberian or being African. I think also just when you think of what our parents were coming of age too. I, are, you, are our parents the same age? My uh, mom was born in 56. Some, yeah, same generation. So my parents. Oh, my, your mom's yeah. older than mine. My parents are Yeah, born I figured in my parents are. Yeah, I like so slightly older. But I feel yeah. like in that age too, drugs were still seen as like. I think there's a lot more nuance today of like, oh, like mm. weed is weed. And like, well, I think also like it depends on like what who what scene your parents were into, <laughs> and our parents were not in that scene. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my mom was not. But I think it's also just like of a time of just like 
dope yeah. with all of the drugs and not understanding that like <laughs> hey like smoking weed and like shooting up heroin are not the same thing yeah calm down <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like like have you seen intervention mom like shut up <laughs> like Tanika and i are experts okay all right mom like I, i've seen i've seen, <laughs> I've seen scared straight and beyond scared straight so i think i understand how to raise a child um <laughs> But let's go into part two. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you know we. Oh, I have a. I have the synopsis. Should I read it? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know there's, there's a synopsis a, there's for synopsis. two. Okay. Go yeah, ahead. There's yeah. a second synopsis. So the synopsis. Synopsis. Part two. After hearing about the accident, no one knows what to say to Wheels, especially best friend Snake. Meanwhile, Lucy begins to neglect LD for her new boyfriend. I mean, as as Lucy should like. <laughs> And Lucy, like you're, you're above it. You know, it's you're from two different worlds. And yeah, you're cool, and LD is not cool. And there's, let's be honest, LD is not offering much. No, um, you know what? You know what LD stands for? LD stands for loser dumb. <laughs> cool end quote. <laughs> I stand by what I said. Okay, so uh, to start out the, so I think they had to start this um, part two, which is weird because they premiered on the same night. So yeah, I guess they're like, in case you missed the first half, we're going to recap all the shit that went down in part one. Also weird because then I'm pretty sure didn't first part end with like to be continued. Yeah, and then they're like, so then then I just started up the next episode, and like I just watched it like two minutes ago. Like there was a short break for commercials. Like I watched this I am Canadian like promo, but like otherwise, yeah. I'm wondering what probably. Okay, my theory is that Degrassi probably usually aired in the second half hour of the hour time, and so because it was like an hour long episode, they started it earlier. So that may be what it is. And so if you didn't know that it was an extra long episode, you just showed up for the first for the normal time maybe but it was weird (laughs) it's definitely weird i'm like it was a long recap but Mm -hmm. after the long recap we have the first scene um and uh so at this point wheels is wheels and the school staff know what happened but no one else knows um Mm -hmm. the truth of what happened um because uh snake was with wheels when they saw the cop car so snake leaves mm-hmm. thinking that his parents just got him arrested or called the police yeah so joey arrives at school and he sees snake and they talk about how um you know wheels parents are crazy they're crazy they called the police on him <laughs> so it starts <laughs> off which is really terrible because, with them like, shit talking his parents we all know what happened and they're just like man his parents are the worst and it's like oh, yo damn. his parents straight bitches like whoa <laughs> <laughs> they've they've gone too far this time they called the police on him it's like oh <laughs> but um they kind of talk in the hallway before school and then we head into radish's class which is the grade sevens but joey's still in there and mm-hmm. um Joey and Arthur have a tiff again about who's going to sit where. And then at the beginning of the class, this is when Radish announces that a student has lost their parents in a car accident. And that student is Derek Wheeler. And that's when mm-hmm. Joey hears it. And he's like, oh, shit. He's like, damn, I shouldn't have called his parents bitches. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. That's like the worst as a teenager. Because that's like those like human human learning experiences of like... When you like 
I mean, this is a different situation, but like those human learning experiences as a kid, when you learn like a joke is too far or like mm-hmm. something you go too far, <laughs> that, that was just always like, ah, oh, damn, I, I shouldn't be joking about, parents pe- about people's parents. It's messed up. Yeah. I, I don't think he learned though. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's Joey. He doesn't learn. That, that's He's why he stayed back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So uh, I think it's it's kind of like going around school, like everyone's finding out about everything, and they and everyone's very somber. I don't. Did this mm-hmm. ever happen? Or I don't. Did this ever happen in school when someone's like? I don't think we knew anyone that's parents died while we were in school. I didn't know. I didn't know that. I know um, people's like whose loved ones died. I remember like a a student's brother dying. That was pretty yeah. sad. But I didn't. You know. That was, I think, the closest thing I could think of. I also, but I also wasn't close to that person, so it was like it was more like yeah. a. Oh, I f- I'm sorry that that happened to them, but like I didn't feel like it wasn't like uh, I spent the whole day like talking about it yeah. type thing. It was kind of just like, oh damn, like oh you hear about someone's like, oh man, that's yeah. sad. I felt bad for her family, and that's like. But I'm trying to think. Like it. I don't even think it was like a. Because I don't think they made announcements like that. No, I definitely remember it when that happened. I think it was like you just heard about it from people. It wasn't like no one announced it. The only time I remember a death, a student's death or a death being announced because a student died. And that happened in middle school where they made an announcement saying that like the student had died. Who died? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Was I not there? No, I don't remember his name. I remember, I think we were in the eighth grade. A student in a lower grade died. Um, I want to say it was like, he had like a heart attack. It was something crazy because he was like a kid. Oh. Do you remember he like, I think he was playing football outside. I think he like had a congenital heart problem or something yeah. and then died from that. Was he and at I remember school that because or was he another school? He didn't die at the school. He went right. to our school with oh. with us, but he it happened over the weekend, and that was the only time I remember them making an announcement about like, yeah. oh, like a student has passed away, and like you know, and I remember he got like the ch- the kid got like a whole like page in the yearbook, like a like a memorial page. The only thing I ever remember like where that was ha- where that happened. Same in the same vein though, I also remember this is like it was. <laughs> I didn't realize why it rubbed me the wrong way when it happened, but now I get it. I I had a friend whose sister got in a car accident earlier that year. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty bad accident, but she survived it. And she was upset because the school never made, like, after the kid died, she's like, well, they didn't make an announcement with my sister. And I was like, your sister didn't die. <laughs> like, what? Oh, like, God. your sister, one, didn't go to the school at the time. She had gone to the school, but she yeah. was a high school student at this point was very tragic what happened to your sister but she did not die like don't like not the same thing i don't know wow neither here nor there yikes um when you were saying as you were explaining it i realized it wasn't the same memory but um remember that one kid in middle school who got like had to go to juvie because he like had brought a paintball gun to school like (gasps) after school or something yeah, I remember that. I went to elementary school with that kid. Yeah. yeah. And he like was uh-huh. he was a white kid too. And I was like, damn, yeah. they like really brought down the hammer on him. Well, because he shot a kid in the mouth, remember? Yes. 
with the yeah, paintball he, gun. It, yeah, with a paintball gun. Now he trains pit bulls. You're I'm, not <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is this? Is this a I don't know why I said it like that. Now he now he trains pit bulls, so I guess he's doing well. Like, <laughs> but I remember I was I was like, oh damn, like a white kid went to juvie, and that's the only person we knew that went to juvie. And I was like, damn. And now he trains pit bulls. Wow. Like in a in a in a pitbull parade or like a bad like not way. not in a bad way not in like a dog fighting <laughs> way Lauren no like I think he like he like he like works with dogs and I'm like oh good for him he's like, he oh. does like training with dogs okay because in my mind I was like damn like he went down the road <laughs> he's like no he's not a dog fighter Lauren. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, that's the thing I was like. I was like, oh, damn, he went to juvie in middle school. Like, Because we know the system. Once you're in the system, it's hard to get out. School to prison pipeline. And then school to prison and to pit bull pipeline. Pipeline. So, like, yeah. Well, whew. well, I'm glad to hear that he's doing, doing some good work. I'm, so I'm glad you clarified that because I would have been spreading that rumor like, like <laughs> this kid went to juvie and now he's just like in the dog fighting scene like oh my gosh <laughs> I'm so glad you clarified that because I definitely would have been like ooh this is hot this is hot gossip it's hot gossip <laughs> told everybody <laughs> but the only people I would have been told I would have told would have been like no he doesn't do that he just trains like I literally am friends with him on Facebook. Like he trains, like he, like he's, like the pitbulls lick his face and stuff. Like they're That's happy so pitbulls. Those are like they're my favorite dogs. TikToks. Aw. Okay, I have to look him up. <laughs> God, he's doing well. Okay, yeah, we're we're trying to get our laughs out because the rest of this episode is not very pleasant, including this next scene. So, um. They kind of are rapid. There's a lot of like, kind of like silent moments coming up where there's not really much dialogue, just because you know mm-hmm. they're embracing the sadness. So the school at ed- school day ends. They eventually flash to the funeral um, at the gravesite. You know, mm-hmm. which I think in my mind, like because of what I see in TV, it was just like it's assumed that if you went to the same school, like you're supposed to, you're supposed to go to these funerals. But, like, when I saw, like, Spike and Liz, I'm like, why are they at the funeral? Okay, yeah, because it's announced when, when Radich makes the announcement, he says, like, the funeral, like, the memorial service of the funeral is for close friends and family. But then everyone's there. I'm like, Derek, I've never seen wheels with I, – I, I get Zit Remini. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. I can understand Lucy, LD. We've seen them actually interact, yeah. like, and be friends. You're right. Spike and Liz, I'm like, I've literally... Well, I guess because Spike did talk to him once about adopting adoption. Oh, God. So they're friends now, I guess. They have a close bond now, I guess. Okay. They're they're inseparable. Yeah, but you're right. There were people there where I was like, I've never seen these characters talk. I don't know how appropriate it is that they're there. And also that, like, this entire funeral is mostly kids. And I'm like... Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I guess they're like, or like, ah, oh, instead of hiring some extras, we might just get. That's probably what it was. <laughs> they're just like, they're like, well, because we you know, literally Degrassi, Degrassi, they never hired extras of the students. They just had the same students who are on payroll mm-hmm. just walk around in the background. So, like, same idea. Just bring them, <laughs> bring them all. The- BLT, bring them. We need them. We need diversity. <laughs> Throw them in there. 
<laughs> but I kind of, I, I don't know, I thought it was kind of interesting in the way of, like, they had all these people that, you know, from a viewer's perspective, aren't close, aren't a part of Wheel's life, but, like, all commenting and, like, kind of, like, whispering about it. Mm-hmm. The twins are like, why isn't he, why isn't he crying? And I was like, oh, that's terrible. Um, but <laughs> also, like, why are, like, hey, guys, hey, twins, don't comment on how people grieve. There's no yes. right or wrong way to grieve. Yeah, exactly. Tell them, Sonique. That was my PSA. I just stopped. I said it, and then I posed like I was in, yeah. like, a PSA. Okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, that's the big thing is, like, you know, as we're kind of starting to, like, it's more well widely known of, like, you know, these kind of, when it comes to, like, true crime, for example, you know, like, um, when delivering bad news or whatever, receiving and going through the process of grief, the way that people react is not going to be the same across the board. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Um, That's why it gets so shady when they have, like, those really big cases and then, like, you have fucking Nancy Grace screaming on TV oh, about God. why, like, the defendant looks guilty and it's because they, like, look sad. And I'm like, because they're on trial for murder <laughs> like i think that's just a normal like, I mean, and then if they looked happy then you'd be like see they're gloating exactly the only <laughs> time it's like y'all should be paying attention is when people are just constantly giving interviews and talking about the subject on tv mm-hmm. that's when you should be yeah. concerned yeah um and then spike goes i don't know what i do if my mom died and i thought what would you do if you died? You have a child now. <laughs> I literally thought the same shit. I'm like, what would you do? What would Emma do if you died? You. you are you are a mom now. You are the parent. You are yes. the parent who can die. You understand? I was very right? surprised, but she said it that way, and I was like, oh right, she's still like like twelve. Like she's twelve. <laughs> she doesn't understand. Oh my god. Like <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah. So there, yeah, just a lot of silence, a lot of kind of sad background music, and eventually, you know, there's a mournful dropping of a flower and saying goodbye and walking away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next scene is we are at Wheel's house. I think either right after the funeral or like days after, kind of still yeah. in the kind of um, home home space when people are trying to deal with the logistics of things and mm-hmm. where people are going to go where especially because you know where is he going to go where is he going to live and that's when joey calls the house and his grandmother picks up and wheels doesn't want to talk to him yeah because it's for wheels joey yeah yeah which I mean, we later find out mm-hmm. but also i can get that like yeah and i think um we'll probably touch on it later on but it's not even just like I've never so I've experienced like loss of a loved one, but never at this magnitude. I've never you know like losing a parent is a very different situation or something. Mm-hmm. You know, but it is that weird thing of like not wanting to feel pity and mm-hmm. having to deal with everyone like looking at you and treating you differently. And also from the other side, I know I personally have issues when people have lost a loved one. I don't know what to say. Because yeah. I know there's nothing I can say that would be helpful. And I think I shouldn't frame it from my point of view because it's not I'm not the one experiencing the loss. But as someone who is very – as much as I bullshit and I talk – I just mm. talk a lot of shit on this show. I like – I think I, I take a lot of – I put a lot of thought into the things I say 
So yeah. I'm always very like paralyzed when that happens. I'm like, I don't know what to say to you because I can't like I can say sorry, but that feels hollow. I can say I'm here for you, but that feels sorrow like hollow. I can say I'm praying for you, but that's not happening. I'm not doing I'm not praying for you because I don't pray. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so I I can say it, but I'm lying if I say like, oh my God, you're in my prayers. Like I you're not because I'm not, I don't pray. So it's like, it's a lot of things that like, I never know what to say to people in the situation. Cause it's like, there's nothing I can say to make it, it better, but yeah. I know I have to say something, but it's like, yeah, what? Like, and cause I've been on the other end where someone has said things to me and I'm like, that wasn't what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. That's not helpful. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's hard to explain that to a child too. Cause I think as, you know, as we've gotten older and you, because these are like life skills of like, there's a life skill of how to um, communicate and be there for someone. That's a, that's a lifetime, you know, life skill to learn. But I think it's mm-hmm. something that doesn't happen very often. So it's like very hard to kind of like learn how to help someone in their grief. And mm-hmm. it, it is the exact same way for anyone that's been in the experience. There's nothing that anyone can say to make you feel better. And so it's like when someone tries to make say something to make you feel better, it's like, just, just like shut the fuck up, you know? Yeah. And, and I think it's also like a love language thing too. Because I know yeah. my love language, well, in receiving love languages from people, it's like words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. But I know that the way I show love is through just like being there, present. Yeah. So for me, I... I don't know what to say, but I can, like, the way I show my friends or people I love that I'm here for them is just physically being there or even just, like, talk at me if you have to, and mm-hmm. that's fine. And I can just be there to receive it. But I don't have the words to make people feel better a lot of times in situations. I feel like I don't I don't know yeah. what to say. Like, <laughs> and I think it's all – yeah, exactly. It's, like – and it's also – um so I think I've, um, I guess in, uh, I guess in the past year, there's like a family friend, a distant family friend. I think I talked about the podcast. I was like, we had to reschedule because someone died. So <laughs> I guess yeah. I was, mm-hmm. as an adult, I was able to see my parents be there for family. For I was able to observe um, someone caring for someone that's grieving. I guess that I've never, I've never really been able to do that outside of watching TV. <laughs> you know, and that's not real. Yeah. So yeah. And I think I was able to see myself in that as well. Cause like, I'm not like, I'm the person that's like, I'm not good with, um, with words. And I think a lot of times when it comes to grieving, there's a lot of like awkwardness. And I think that's what we see with, you know, with the students at Degrassi and the young people, like there's just a lot of awkwardness around mm-hmm. the grief. And it's awkward for the person grieving because you don't want other people having pity and all these like feelings around yeah. you, but not talking about it, you know? Yeah. And so, but yeah, I think the biggest thing is like, is when it comes to, especially as like a kind of like outsider person um, and someone surrounding the grief is just like, you have to just like either physically be there or like offer, offer something and make, make the surroundingness, the surrounding things just much easier. Um, and I guess, like, I had never really, I guess I'd been, you know, like, when I had, like, you know, older family members pass away and kind of been a younger person, like, you know, when other people are taking care of things and there's food comes to the house and things like that. But <clears throat> it was the first time, like, watching it in reverse of being like, oh, like, you know, like, people, you know, handling, like, hey, we're bringing food to the house, like, you know, taking care of the extra stuff that, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm sure there's a book out there. <laughs> like, 
It's like, oh yeah, but, I'm but sure. But these aren't things that like you know like there's there's no like life lesson of of how the grieving process goes through, especially like in just kind mm-hmm. of like I think in cult and many cultures there are, but like I guess like for me personally, there's no like system or like there's no place to learn that it's weird but even but even when like you look at cultural stuff because like i mean obviously other various cultures have like ways of like mourning like i know like with jewish people like they sit shiva like that kind of like there's like there's things that you do that's like oh there's like a specific ritualistic thing you do when you're grieving or mourning but that still doesn't really tell you what to do like it tells you like how to act like what you're okay mm-hmm. we're supposed to do this thing and then we do this and then we do this but it doesn't really tell you like but how do you deal with it like what like internally like, what am i supposed to be doing and that's something i think that, like to your point there's no like learning that like you just kind of have to it just happens and then you just kind of learn it by doing unfortunately which is awful but like yeah at a certain point it's literally just like i don't know you fucking deal with it and these are kids yeah. so it's like it's especially oh my gosh challenging. i know <laughs> um uh but yeah so at this point like they're at the house and the grandma's kind of talking they just are kind of like discussing options of what could happen um because wills is like what am i gonna do where am i gonna go and they're just gonna have this open conversation it's still not decided what is gonna happen to him and who he's gonna live with where he's gonna live um mm-hmm. and then later that night he has a dream oh, oh was- god that dream was fucking terrifying so terrifying but also like really sad because everyone's had that dream when you realize that like it whether whatever kind of dream it is whether you realize that like oh my gosh i have money and i don't have to worry about money or whatever it is that's like all these things that you're worrying about before it's like fixed uh-huh. and fine in your dream and then you realize it's a dream and that was really <laughs> sad for yeah. wheels <clears throat> so it I thought it was especially creepy because, like, his parents show up in the dream and they're, like, he realizes that they're dead, basically, and they affirm that. But whenever I have – so my grandma passed away, like, several years ago, Mm -hmm. and I still have dreams about her every so often. But the weirdest thing about them is that I'm always aware that she's dead in my dream. And it's, like – it's weird because of my my mom and stuff when she has those same dreams of her mother. And we've talked about it. She's, like – she doesn't know, like, she doesn't know she's dead. Like, she's just, it's just a dream. Like, that, it just feels like yeah. life. And I'm like, no, in my dreams, I'm literally, like, aware that she has died and she's here. But I'm, I'm not realizing that it's a dream. So in a weird, like, dream-like way, I, like, um, I almost come up with a logic for why she's alive. Yeah. In the dream that I'm like, oh, yeah, she died. And I'm like, well, I guess she's not dead anymore. I just kind of accept that, like, she... I know she was dead. And it's now that she's weird not. dream logic. It's very weird. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely that makes sense. Like, it's I don't question yeah. it in the dream ever. It's very strange. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ugh, that's right. Um. <laughs> so the next day at school, <laughs> we get my all-time favorite Lucy fashion staple. Her red coat. Yes. Army military long line jacket. So interesting that you out. call it a military like look because I call it a ba- a marching band jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and it's still cute. I love it, but it's like for me, I'm yeah. like, oh, it's a marching band jacket, and I think it speaks to <laughs> our our like, let's say our school experiences. I'm like, oh, marching yeah. band. <laughs> <laughs> 
But as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, it does like it very much looks like a like a marching band like like style for sure. Mm-hmm. Do they have it's marching so bands in Canada? I'm sure they do. Marching bands are everywhere. I don't think they are. Yeah, a marching band like like a marching band like they might not have it. I don't know if they have it like in the same way of like before a football game. But like a marching band is just like they have them in militaries. They have them in. Like a marching band, just some people playing music and marching, and it's in everything. Oh, I would. I wish I was like, <laughs> like I have more concrete evidence, but I feel like, like you see, like you see, like the army marching band and stuff. Yeah. You see, like marching, like a that's true. Like army marches playing, like Soviet Union has, like a like the Red Army would have a band. Like I, yeah. I imagine they have bands. Yeah, yeah. Let us know, Canada. <laughs> Let us know. Were any? Oh my gosh! Do are there any such things like as like band geeks in Canada, or or if you do have a marching band in Canada, are they like the cool kids at school? Yeah, because in Canada everything's it's like um, opposite day in Canada, so the cool kids Ooh. are the band kids. That would be wow. That would be <laughs> kind of really cool. I want. I want to. I want a teen drama sitcom of of marching band in Canada, like a band kids. I would love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Lucy gets out of the car. She gets a ride from Paul, the brown skin boy. We're not going to call him a, a, what do you call a, a hot guy? He's not a hot guy. He's not a. He's not. Unfortunately, he's really not cute. I'm sorry. He's giving off major nerd vibes, which is like, like watching it today. I'm like, oh, he's like cute. Like he's like. He, like, kind of gave up that, like, oh, I'm, like, a quirky, nerdy tech dude. But, like, back then, like, he didn't look that in the 80s verse of of TV. He's not hot looking. I'm sorry. I saw him now, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I feel like, because even, because I remember even later episodes where he takes <laughs> off his glasses, I'm like, it's still not there. <laughs> it's still <laughs> not there. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe he takes his glasses off, and he takes them off, and I'm like, put them back Put the glasses on, back <laughs> thought put these you you need these (laughs) yeah he's just like listen there are a lot of there are a lot of handsome brown-skinned men out there oh yeah he's not he's not ugly he's just not like oh this is this hot high school dude no he's that high school dude that that his his card that he plays is that he's in high school and that's all he can play (laughs) and that he has a car (laughs) it's not his car car it's fred's car (laughs) Oh shit! It wasn't even his car. No, it's that white kid. Wait, what? Is, so wait, so what What's is the boyfriend's name? It's Paul. Paul is the is the boyfriend with the glasses. Who's the white boy? We, uh, I forget his name. He comes up later. Uh, and he has like a it's like a a weird name like wrench or spinner. Like he's the, he's the spinner of Degrassi Junior. <laughs> I'm trying to think. If I wrote it down. I didn't. You know, you're right. Isn't it like Crash or like yes. It's, Cru- it's like Krug one of those, or some shit. It's like one of those names. Like fake nicknames like that he gave himself, probably. One of those white boy popular in high school who has a car, but definitely gives off rapey vibes. That's his name. Early 90s, Crash, Scuzz, Duke. Mm-hmm. The, the Duke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, he's, like, he has a beer belly at 25. Like, he yeah. is that guy. He works, he, he's the guy that stays in, in the hometown, doesn't go away to college. You guys Zooks. know who we're talking about. Zooks. Cass. 
tokes. Because he likes all toke. of those. All of those are plausible. I'm like, yep, that sounds right. <laughs> so no, it's not even Paul. Which again, why is Paul hanging out with him? That just that again brings Paul down even to a lower level. It's like, why are you hanging out with this dude? Like, come on, He's got a car. I guess so. Well, Lucy gets out of the backseat of whatever his name is, car, Mm -hmm. and gives a hug to Paul, and Mm -hmm. she is in love. Yes. That was quick. How Didn't school just open yesterday? Yep. Damn, Lucy works fast. Good for her. (laughs) And again, it's like, it's like, what? (laughs) The reason, okay, so the reason why why Lucy's in the car. So she, like, gets out of the car, hugs him goodbye, and LD's like, ooh, Who's that? And Lucy's like, this is like, I was just walking down the street and he honked and he waved at me. It's like he was waiting for me. And I'm like, because he's in high school creeping on middle school girls. What is the point of this, Lucy? I was walking down the street. He honked. So I got in. It's like, like Lucy, what? I mean, also, especially given what Lucy has experienced, I'm like, Lucy. You really shouldn't just like just run away with people. Like, don't do yeah. that. Not a good Stranger idea. danger. Yeah. And uh, LD goes, hubba, hubba, hubba. And I'm like, this is why you need to move on from LD. <laughs> this is why. Like, push her down. Like, shut up. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah. um, as we get to school, uh, Joey goes up to Wheels. Um, and this is the first time that like Joey is like talking physically to Wheels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's trying to, Joey's trying to, you know, talk his way out of it and Wheels is not having it. Yeah. He's just like, don't touch me. I don't want to. Because he's, he's mad at Joey. He blames Joey for not being with his parents with yeah when everything went down. Yeah. And Which is so sad. And like, also, it was Joey does not deserve. We'll get into it more, but yeah. like. I actually really thought Joe. I there was something very yeah. kind, nice about J- the way Joey yes. interacted with Wheels in this episode. Okay, so let's go ahead and just like kind of skip through everything so we can get to that part. So the next scene, um, mm-hmm. okay, so in that scene, Joey tries to give him the demo tape, and Wheels throws it down the stairs and it breaks. He's like, "I don't mm-hmm. want your help or any of your kind of sympathy or whatever." Um, yeah. And then the next, the next uh, scene, they go into the grade nine classroom. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, Wheels is back. Wheels is back. Wheels is here. Yeah. And my favorite comment, of course, was Alexa's. Yes, I wrote it down. I literally wrote, how did Alexa make this about her? Like, <laughs> it, like oh, my God. Because they're all, like, kind of discussing, like, they're kind of having this, like, kind of, like, you know, what teens talk about, like, kind of scripted conversation or whatever. Which Degrassi loves. And it's always in a classroom. Everyone's sitting on the desk, like wow, you ever think about how crazy it is that someone's on drugs? Like, what would you do? It's like very like... <laughs> always. Always. Obvious like, oh man, Will's parents are dead. What do we say to him? Thoughts? What, what do you think, BLT? This is your first line of, of, of today's episode. We need some oh, time. No. I'm playing some basketball because I'm black. I'm like, great job. What about you, <laughs> twins? The twins... Yeah. I don't know. We have no personality because Stephanie's gone. I don't know what to say. What about you, Alexa? I hope he doesn't cry because then I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, they like they were they were sticking to the characters that they created for these for these actors. 
And like BLT, <laughs> stick to your black, your trope black kid script, okay? You're playing BLT, basketball what, to what push do you think down the B your feelings. Stands for? What do you think the B stands for? Sometimes black, sometimes basketball. Depends. <laughs> Today, it's basketball. Like, they really were like, literally like, oh, BLT's feeling something? Well, let's have him just turn to sports so he doesn't have to think about his feelings. Like, oh, you know, you know, black, you know, the black dudes don't really feel right. Like, you understand that the reason why all those guys in the NBA are so good is because they're just dealing with their childhood trauma from the projects. That's why they're so good at basketball. Like, that is what the white writers are thinking. Like, you think you think Jordan jumps that high because he's good at basketball? No, he got beat. Dad got murdered. That's why. What do you think? Dad got murdered. What do you think? I'm pretty sure that's a quote-unquote from an ESPN commentator. Facts. It's like, oh, now you got all these blacks asking asking for rights? How are they going to be good at sports if their lives are better? That affects our economical standing. What are that we going to do now? That affects me. If I can't watch you jump, what am I going to do? <laughs> the Alexa of the conversation. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> The the conservative white female giving her input, thinking that it's about her. <laughs> That's Alexa. <laughs> My girl Alexa. Again, another moment where if she had said that, I was in the class, I would just been like, oh, sweetie. And just like ruffle her mm-hmm. hair like, mm, you are you're, you're silly. Go sit down. <laughs> she, she, oh, my gosh. Alexa. Like, but she, you know, like, were we surprised? No, that's Alexa. That's no, it was on brand. It was exactly. very much. It was Everything Alexa. was very on brand for all these characters. So, you know, um, Alexa, play me, myself, and I. <laughs> oh my god, that's what I want. I I want the off brand. I don't want the Amazon from. I don't want the Alexa from Amazon. I want the Canadian Degrassi version of Alexa. When every time I ask her a question, it, she responds in her voice. You know. Yeah, but makes it about herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so funny! Like one of those like gag gag gifts that you can give someone. I need that. Yeah. Wow. Um. So yeah, everyone's t- chatting in the class, kind of avoiding eye contact with Wheels, including his best friend Snake. Who sits right yeah. next to him, which was super yeah. awkward. It was super obvious, too. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like, I sometimes I sympathize with Snake in this episode because I'm like, oh, like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to avoid it. And maybe we just don't have to be friends anymore. And like, I kind of <laughs> almost sympathize with him, but I'm like, but y'all are best friends. So like, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. Like, that's it's weird. True. Um, the next scene, we go to lunchroom, which season three, we now have a lunchroom at Degrassi. Oh, good point. Okay, budget. Yeah, we've never seen a lunchroom before. We get a lunchroom and a second school. And I never questioned where they ate their lunch. <laughs> I think the first time I noticed it was in that Christmas recap episode or flashback episode when they're all in the lunchroom, oh. like having flashbacks. Oh, God, we're like, going to have to go over that, aren't we? I hate that episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll get through it quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so after that scene, Spike is on a diet because she had a baby and she used to lose weight. And it's the 80s. So, of course. And also, I just am grappling with the fact that this, like, 14-year-old has to lose her baby weight. Not everyone else is losing their baby fat and she's literally losing baby weight. And I'm just like, ah! I know. <laughs> I know. 
Um, Ow! And she's talking with Liz about, you know, about, you know, her teen mom troubles of trying to, you know, survive and take care of a baby. And Shane is just at the other table, like, creeping and listening. Instead of going up and talking to her, like a baby father. He's just, like, very animatedly with his hand near his ear, like, <laughs> Yeah, be like, oh, I know I could, you know, save the day and... You know, no, that's not what we need, Shane. Not at all. So, next scene, or kind of the same scene um, at a different mm-hmm. table, uh, Joey and Snake are having a conversation, and Snake's like, oh. I, I, this is when I started ha- losing sympathy for Snake. He goes, I have to force myself not to look at him. And it's like, <laughs> that's your best friend, Snake. Okay, thank you, because I was watching this episode, and I'm like, Snake's kind of a dick. Like, I, under- I, I, I understand not knowing what to say to him. Yes, but we've already discussed that. But then he just turns that. into a mean person. But then you're like, ugh, I have to look at his sad face all day. I don't want to see <laughs> I know. I'm like, um, excuse me. Y'all were just hanging out like two days ago, best friends. What happened? Like, yeah, but he was like laughing and playing the bass back then. Now his parents are dead. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribe. Snake, yeah, you're losing me. <laughs> you're losing my my sympathy. Like Joey, for Joey is the most sympathetic. Like Wheels is the most sympathetic because his parents are dead. Of Joey course, yeah. is the most sympathetic friend of the two of them. Snake mm-hmm. is really showing his ass right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, his hair is terrible. He it's like so needs long. to get it. It's like this very weird comb over. Of like, oh, my mm-hmm. hair is too long, but I'm trying to like style it, but it's not long enough like, to like it. have. Yeah, it's not long enough to have the nice flowing look. It's just like painted across his forehead and it's awkward. And he says dumb shit this episode. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> after school, Arthur and Yick talk about how rich Arthur is. And Arthur is scared about being kidnapped because he's rich. <laughs> okay, Arthur. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It also was the 80s where I feel like there was, like, that period of time where, like, the whole stranger danger, like, abducted mm-hmm. kids, like, kids in the milk carton was, like, a huge deal. But I feel like that's, like, that's just Arthur flexing again because I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. we're all scared about getting abducted. <laughs> like. <laughs> it's not just you. Like. <laughs> come on, man. They're they're not like, they're not worried about. They're not worried about your leather jacket. They're worried about, like, how young you are and how you, yeah, you can these- be exploited because you are young. These child traffickers aren't, like, checking out my bank statement or, like, my Never credit wrong. score. Like, they're just adopting me. I mean, not adopting. They're abducting me. Right. I'm right. sorry. That's, it was very funny that he said that. I was like, what the fuck? Like, and I love how Yek was just, like, Yek was kind of just like, all right. And he's like, so you want to go for you want to go for fries? You're paying because you're rich. And I'm like, yes, Yek. That's how you work it. Yek was kidding, but also, like, he wasn't. He was like, so... Like, you know that my family's refugees, right? So you're paying for this? We're boat people. I gave a speech about it. Come on. We're boat people. Like, there's a whole episode about it. Thanks. Um, so you're paying for this? And also, fuck you. I could have gotten abducted. Just what you think? Because, oh, because I'm not rich? Like, no one wants me? Fuck you. And guess who's going to be on the news for being kidnapped? You and not me. Because I'm a poor young Asian kid whose parents are immigrants and no one gives a fuck about me in the news. Yeah, and you're a rich kid with an Italian leather jacket and a scarf. Fuck so you. So get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I hope you know. I I hope you get abducted, but get my French fries first, you dumb bitch. 
This is, I feel like this is the season, because this is the season where, you know, Yek and Arthur are, they've grown taller, you know, they're, they're on the top of the food chain, you know, when it comes to, you know, the, the geek level and nerd level. Um, I, and, they, I think they, they think that they are oh, middle yeah. food chain at this. <laughs> they, they, they finally have people below them. So now they're like kind of feeling themselves. You like know? they're small carnivores. They're not <laughs> oh, big yeah. cats. All right. Yeah. Joke. But they're still like, they're scavengers, you know, like. That's what they are. They're scavengers. Yeah, you're a fucking vulture. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one's going to eat you, but it's not because, like, wow, you're so scary. It's more because, like, ew, you eat dead things. Gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That, that, yeah. That's their level right now, but they've got, like, a little bit of confidence, you know? Mm-hmm. They, and they got a little bit taller, and now... Now they're starting to like, be, you know, it's like that, 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 again, that loss of innocence and that, that maturity with maturity kind of, you start, as you start judging younger people, you start judging more people around you and you're just like, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, we don't have as much in common as I thought we did. And that's, that's like, <laughs> I feel like the beginning of Yik and Arthur, they're like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. not, we're not cut from the same cloth anymore, bro. I mean, all I know we're is not. that later on in the show, Yik wears an earring. So. <sighs> I think we do get an idea that like, Yik, Yik really does take a different path than Arthur. We are approaching. Cool Yik. The, the <laughs> era of Cool Yik and younger Lauren thinking, ooh, that Yik is cute. I'm feeling I agree. I also <laughs> thought that like Cool Yik was like really cute. <laughs> Yik? Okay, see, that's the thing. Yik can work those big glasses that Paul can't, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like his big glasses make him look like kind of like funky and cool. Like, oh, yeah. he's like... Like, oh, man, like, I'm sorry his eyesight's bad, but, like, he looks cool despite that. Mm-hmm. Paul like, looks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got, he's got a uh, name like Paul, you know? Yeah. That's a rough name to work with as it's a teenage a, boy. It's a, it, exactly. You, there's those names that you just have to grow into, and Paul's not there yet. Yeah, I know. You can't become a Paul until you're 40. Exactly. You, like, you have to be wearing a suit and working a nine to five to take someone seriously named Paul. Yeah, you're right. So um, later in the hallway, um, Shane <laughs> decides to give half of his allowance to um, Spike as um, what do they call it? Uh, as child support. <laughs> yes. and- He's like here, here, <laughs> hey Spike, I got this money. I sold my friendship bracelets. <laughs> On Etsy. Etsy shop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Spike. So I started an Etsy shop. My sh- my demographic is mostly just other mm-hmm. <laughs> young teens who <laughs> went to camp even though their girlfriends are pregnant. <laughs> slash having a baby. Here, that 20 bucks. That should cover it. <laughs> Emma's college tuition. <laughs> I'm going to start a part-time job. I'm starting to sell some knives. I should have some money coming in soon. And but he was so proud of himself, like yeah, he like walked away like. But I also, did something where the today. fuck are his parents? Like these 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 fake ass Christians. You know mm-hmm. this. You know your grandchild is out in the world. Y'all didn't think for a second like, oh, I even wonder like, have they even talked to Shane? Like, hey, so did the baby come yet? Like, do they know that the baby is born? If so, like, y'all didn't think to send this little girl because she's a little girl mm-hmm. a check, a something Some like diapers? a crib. Some diapers, like damn, like they—they they are really like. I know this family is ghetto. This family, like, right? family is Y'all ghetto. Y'all some like, white what? trash. 
this is like some ghetto ass family. Like, what the fuck? Like, come on now. Got this boy coming through with uh, half an allowance. Not even a whole allowance. Half of his allowance. <laughs> like, he's like, I need it for bus fare and other stuff. What's the other stuff, Shane? You buying crack? You ever heard of it? Jeez. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <sighs> Gosh. Is it sad? Is it sad or bad that I'm like, oh, we only have a little bit more time with Shane? Just a little bit. <laughs> Is that bad? As far as I see it, we're talking about fictional characters, so it doesn't okay. I I have no okay. problem talking fast and loose about these people because like they're not real. Though it is fucked up that we're calling this Paul kid ugly, because that is a real person. <laughs> no, the, the, it's teen years. It's teen years. Actually, let me look it up. Let me I'm about to see. Oh, I feel I have a feeling like he looks good. Like he looks good. Oh, I'm he sure like he, he probably that. looks fine now. But yeah, to my point, as far as I'm concerned, as long as um you're talking about fictional characters. Who cares? Like, yeah, we know that Shane's gonna, like whole life's gonna get ruined soon, and I don't. <laughs> it's again, we're just like we have. No I don't care. Sympathy. I don't care. Ah, <laughs> oh, the okay, the white kid's name, but the car is called Clutch, which we were so close. We did. We said crash thing. at one point, right? I yep. think we went off the rails eventually, but it's, we said it's a crash. car part. It's a car part yeah, that we cra- got. Cars crash. Cars also have a clutch. There you go. Uh, okay, he's not, like, hot now. <laughs> I need, but he definitely looks, he he's not hot, but I definitely think he looks better than he did as a teenager. Yeah, I think it's, okay. we, we all, we all hope to, be, to have that happen to us, is be hotter than our teen selves. I mean, yeah, but, like, he, he's actually in, um, he's in that new show on, well, it's not new, it's, they have a couple seasons on Amazon called Expanse, The Expanse. Oh. Which is pretty good. And he's also good in a movie so called King Lear. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, he definitely, he's not ugly. I need I need to know him as a person. <laughs> he's not a celebrity hot person. That sounds even worse. I think we should just leave that alone. I feel okay. like we're not okay. helping ourselves. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not turning down Paul. I would date Paul. But I feel like we're having that conversation from the office. It's like, is is she hot or not? Um, oh, Hillary Swank. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> just like we are not talking about an ugly person here. We are not. So okay, I rest my case. All right, next scene. Okay, so this is this this is the scene at Wheels Locker, um, and yeah. Joey approaches him, being like, "Hey, man, like." He tries to say something. I don't mean what he tries to say, but Will's just not Yeah, he's it. just trying to, like, talk to him, basically. Yeah. And um, and Wheels is, at this point, Wheels is like, no one talks to me. All they do is stare. And that was really sad. Yeah. Because I feel like he he must just feel so alone. Because, like... Well, everyone stares except for Snake. Because he, he's like... <laughs> and then it's like, he's overtly, like, avoiding, like, even <laughs> facing him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um... So they kind of go back and forth, and um, that's when Wheels starts beating up Joey. And Mm -hmm. I also see no one comes to Joey's aid, which, uh, you know. Well, I guess it's I could see where it's like, it's also the kid whose parents just died beating him. So it's like. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's two friends fighting. I don't want to touch that. Like, it's like, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to touch that. Like, (laughs) you. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it's like I just didn't see it. But you know what I liked about it? We, mm-hmm. Joey doesn't fight back. Oh, I love that. He let it. And he I, let him it get made it out. me. Yeah, he made it. Like you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's fucked up the wheels beat him up, mm-hmm. and also like wheels obviously blames Joey for what happened. It's not Joey's fault, but it was very like I was very touched by the fact that basically Joey just took the beating. And he just kind of mm-hmm. kept his hands up, which good boy. And yeah, protect uh, that face, protect just, the just money face. maker. Yes, yeah, the money maker, baby. <laughs> Let them fro- cruise up that face. But he just like lets him like beat him, and yeah, because as he's beating him up, he like hear him. He's like, "I just wish I was dead. I wish I was with them." Like, yeah. And that was, ugh. yeah, it so, was rough. But then he eventually I, like wheels like storms off, and then Caitlin shows up to help Joey. Oh, a uh, start a little something, mm-hmm. a little precursor to something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a meet cute because they already knew each other, but it's like uh, a friend meet cute. Meet cute. It's like ooh, maybe yeah. this is gonna turn into something. Um, yeah. But yeah, Wheels goes to the graveyard to go visit his um, his parents' graves, and that's when his his grandmother shows up. She's also there, also grieving. So I think that was, like, the first time that they first, like, talked and kind of, like, connected besides talking about, like, logistics of what happens next. And and that's when he kind of, like, finally admits that, like, you know, he, the last time we talked to them, they were fighting, he and his parents, and he he admits that he thinks it's his fault if he had just done this, Mm -hmm. if he had done that. And so... um, Which is fucking tough, I think, uh, especially when people... I mean, it's unfortunate. It's a situation. A lot of people where, like, their last conversation to someone is like a fight or like tension, and like, I can't imagine what that feels like after the fact to be like, I don't like. You can't go back to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, but it they're kind of like you know they're kind of painting the picture. You know, with this with him beating up wheels, and then him talking to his grandmother. It kind of like is almost signifying that he's like getting over one of the steps in the grieving process. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of more accepting and or at know, least moving like, out of the anger phase. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, this is where these are my circumstances. Now my parents aren't coming back and you know, yeah, I can't just be angry. Yeah. I beat up Joey. You know? Yeah. You can just like beat up Joey. Cause your parents died. Like this <laughs> It's not fair. <laughs> he's like, I, Joe, he, Wheels knows Joey. He's like, Joey can't handle that. He's, it's not him. <laughs> you know? <No>. Um, <laughs> but the next day at school, um, <laughs> Kathleen and Nancy are pulling to their, to, to their heart's content and trying yeah, to get Yeah, they're like having like them. a, like a rally, election rally or something. <laughs> vote for me, vote for me. They're trying to fight fight and hand out flyers over each other. Yeah. Um, as they walk in and um we go into the school and Wheels and Joey, you know, they're back at the locker and Joe and Wheels apologizes to Joey and Joey's like, mm-hmm. Hey man, like <laughs> you know, I get it. It's like, <laughs> like I get it. I'm very punchable, I get it. Like <laughs> <laughs> Um and that's when Joey gives him another demo tape. He had another copy of their demo tape. He's like, hey, you know, if you ever want to listen to it, here you go. And so I thought, I really liked that about um, Joey's character that he like, he was he was persistent. Like he was a persistent friend um, in 
because that's not an easy thing to do. Like, I mean, we see like, you know, a snake with the other kids at school. It's, it's a very awkward situation. And so the fact that Joey, you know, he was calling, he was approaching him at school. He was trying to make an effort and to try to be there for his friend. And yes, he failed at it, but you know, he mm-hmm. persisted. Yeah. And that's when Wheel says, I'm really scared. And they hug. And then it's the end of the episode. Yeah. I think that was like wheels. Oh, it's it's the worst with like it's like you get that's the worst thing about like the grief process. It's like okay, you like you're feeling better than you you're not feeling what you were before, but it's still like Yeah. I mean the reality the is that it's you're gonna you'll feel better over time, but it's like you'll get out of it eventually. But you'll never not the thing is like you never stop grieving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just gets it, easier it just gets yeah, easier they always, they always say it's like it never gets better but it gets easier to deal with it or whatever mm-hmm. yeah like the bot like the babadook yeah yeah so yeah. sneak <laughs> you were like yeah sure the babadook whatever. wait okay i didn't hear you that's why i said yeah oh okay <laughs> I, I was like i feel like she didn't hear me she doesn't know what i'm talking about the babadook <laughs> what's that it's a horror movie, but basically it's like an allegory for grief. But it's like the whole point is that like with grief, like you kind of have to – one, it, it never goes away. But you find a way to like kind of essentially grow past it and bury it. But it's always there. But if you yeah. don't deal with it in that way, it can consume you basically and it can be this like monstrous thing. It's a, it's a very good movie. I recommend it. Oh, very nice. I like that. Yeah, um, that's – for, for anyone that has not been my friend in real life, um, Sneak has been living with my hard of hearing for a long time. And eventually, to carry on the conversation, you just eventually be like, oh, yeah. And you just don't acknowledge that you didn't hear something. Yeah, um, I figured you didn't hear it. And I was like, <laughs> she didn't hear me or she doesn't know what I'm talking about. And she's just saying like, uh-huh. Because I said Babadook and that's not a normal word. So like... <laughs> That would elicit a reaction. <laughs> I, I think I actually did hear that, but I, in my my processing brain is like, that's not a real word. You misheard it, so just carry on the conversation. Because <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. It, it has. It has happened plenty. People get, listen, people get tired of you being like, wait, what'd you say? Huh? What'd you say? So after, after one time, or sometimes if it's just like... I misheard it. She probably said something funny. But the thing is, when you're trying to carry out a conversation in real time, it sounds very rude. You're like, uh huh, yeah. Instead of being like, uh huh, yeah. That's what I should have done. <laughs> sometimes you. it just sounds very rude when it's like, oh, she just dismissed what she just said. She didn't even acknowledge it. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> These are my interpersonal skills. They're great. You're doing great, sweetie. Who would you say that you were in this episode? Good question. Um, I think I am the collective students mm-hmm. talking about wheels. So like yeah. um, the classroom scene of just like, what do we say? Like, I think that I was all of them in a way, like, like except yeah, for Alexa. Well, actually, maybe some Alexa. Maybe some, maybe some Alexa, like, I don't want to talk to this person because they will make me feel sad and I don't want to feel sad. I don't know. Sure, I think, I maybe. Think we, yeah. I don't think we either one of us would have actually said that out loud. I think no, we I probably would have been it. thinking it. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I hope he doesn't cry. Like, I don't want him to cry. That's, I think that's most that's like, Alexa's problem yeah. is that she she just says everything. She doesn't always filter out her. Oh thoughts. my god, she's literally the Cordelia of the of Degrassi. Like, remember that episode when um, everyone, like, when Buffy can hear everyone's thoughts, and it's just oh Cordelia's. God, yes. She hears Cordelia's thoughts, and then she says exactly what she thought, and it's like, oh, she literally just says what she thinks all the time, and it's yeah. hilarious. But also, like, oh, Alexa is literally just thinking this fucked up thing, <laughs> and then says it, and then it's like, what? <laughs> Again, What's the problem. Okay. She she's the person that says that low key racist shit. She's like, what, what, <laughs> what did I say? Oh my God, what do you mean? I slept with a black guy in college. What do you mean? It's true. They say <laughs> what? <laughs> That's Alexa. That is Alexa. Oh, Alexa, the character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm like, yeah, all about I, them, like in that. Way, I would yeah. definitely agree. I think I definitely. Um, that's the thing. I was like, I, I initially sympathized with Snake of that, that kind of like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. That like, because again, it's like their first like interaction with each other was like sitting next to each other in class and they can't even talk. They just have to, because <laughs> it's like during class. So I would have been, I feel like I would have in that awkwardness have been like, uh, uh, okay, I'll just not look at you. But then I eventually, I wouldn't have been Snake, but I definitely would have been that collective like, I don't know I what to do. I would have probably ended up being awkward in the sense that like, we're in class, we can't talk. I see them and they see me. And then trying to be like, I'm here for you, buddy. Like, you know, you kind of like a pat. Like, I would try to do a weird, like, lean over the aisle. Like, just. Um, like, but because the aisle is too far, I, I'm just reaching. To- you, like, miss their arm and you just, like, swipe at the air. <laughs> like, my fingernail just, like, swipes mm-hmm. his jean jacket so it just makes a little like scratch noise and it just looks like i'm just scratching him. and then the teacher's like sneak leave wheels alone leave him alone he's dealing with enough <laughs> and now everyone's looking at me and i'm just like ah. <laughs> yep yep or i feel like okay you know how <laughs> you know how bad also can we talk about how Kristen stewart was cast to be diana princess diana in the upcoming movie Kristen stewart from twilight was cast she's to princess be diana for what movie i don't know an upcoming movie it was announced a few days she's ago she's a good actress though is she yeah Kristen stewart i, was... I... listen twilight was terrible i think Twilight was just so bad that it sucked everyone's talent out. But I've seen her in other stuff. Actually, she's a good actress. I think she just was in a bad movie that, unfortunately, she became the face of. And I think that people are only just now starting to realize, like, actually, Kristen Stewart's a pretty decent okay. actress. I haven't yeah. seen her enough. Well, second yeah. thing, I don't know why she's... Uh, recommend, I, I, sorry, just to recommend a, a pre-Twilight movie I recommend to you of hers is called Speak. It's that... Um, oh, that book. It, you remember that book? Yeah, she's yeah. in that. And she's very very good and just like okay. pre-twilight so it's like she's like a good actress then like it's on youtube check it out check it out it's a good movie it's a good movie okay i'll have to watch it um mm-hmm. well my second concern is how does she look anything like princess diana yeah that, which, that's but, weird but, casting but you know what it, i'm glad to hear that you know that she's a good actor because if if she if she is being cast as Princess Diana, that must mean that she's got to do very well at it. Fingers. Crossed. I mean, they also cast Hopefully. Naomi Watts as Princess Diana, and have you heard about that movie? No, because no one has, because it was terrible. So like, 
let's just say, I don't okay. know. But I think I think she might like, you know, she doesn't look like Diana, but I can see some things in her face. Like I think um, Princess Diana had a very like I think very handsome face. So kind of like like her nose. Sure, I think yeah. she looks very, and I think Kristen Stewart kind of looks like that, like her her jaw and stuff. So maybe they I'm can gonna need her to see look. her in costume. I just, yeah, maybe I she could look like it. her. Yeah, yeah. Like I have to see like the wig. The I, you know, give her good lace fronts. Give her some contacts. Give us those blue eyes. Like I need to. See That's what I'm saying. Like because it's like she's vibe. Princess Diana is you know like a fashion icon, and mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just interested in it. But all that to say. Mm-hmm. When I think about Kristen Stewart in Twilight and her yeah. like <laughs> her bad acting when she's just like she's like trying to portray emotion in her face but it's not coming across as anything and no, she's just like um, 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 uh, that would be me <laughs> trying to deal with wheels of grief. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, because that I feel like because I feel like sometimes where I'm like, I feel like I was Kristen Stewart. You know, maybe that's maybe that's what it was. Kristen Stewart was just trying to portray the true awkwardness of being a teenager. I mean, maybe. Hot take. I think also like the writing of that shit was, like, you know, some movies can be so bad that like even talented people can be like the happening with like M. Night Shyamalan. Somehow managed to take the charisma out of Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, who I feel like is a very dynamic, interesting actor. You managed to make this man bad. And we've seen him be good. John Leguizamo, we've seen be good. We've seen Zoe Deschanel be good. The problem is the movie, bro. Like, it's not these people. It is you. Like It's the the white patriarchy trying to portray Hollywood the way that they think they want us to. That's not what we want to see. Give give us give us the stuff that they. I don't know what I'm saying. What, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, my shovel is brown, but okay. <laughs> you know, I think I'm I'm literally thinking of the movie. Okay, when we were talking about um like how Kristen Stewart was gonna portray Diana, all I could think of was um what's that girl's name that played Nina Simone and had blackface. That's all I could think of. I'm like, please do not give me start of fucking Zoe Saldana in blackface playing the queen Nina Simone. That shit. I, I you know what? That's it for another I, episode. I could that shit pissed me off, and I, and oh, someone I it came up, it came up again on Twitter because someone was like, "Hey, remember when Zoe Saldana was in blackface for Nina Simone?" I was like, Thank "Yeah, you. can we can we cancel her, please?" Because that was not okay. I don't care yeah. if she's like Afro Latina or she's brown. You're oh, light skinned brown half woman. The other and then, st- she says a lot of problematic stuff too as an yeah. actress. So, and, and actually, you know what? I shouldn't even say Afro Latina because that implies black, and she has made it very clear that she's not black and that no, she's exactly. she's just a hodgepodge of races. So who cares? Fuck her. <laughs> was it what they called? Um, not androgynous. Uh, ambiguous. Yeah, racially ambiguous. Yeah. Hollywood's I think, favorite. I think that's what she ticks off on this, the U.S. census. She just draws in racially ambiguous and checks it off. And then Other, signs Zoe Saldana. <laughs> yeah, like, I am not any of these fuckers. Like, I am my own thing. Like, okay, bitch, mm-hmm. fine. Sorry. Whoa, I'm Zoe Saldana. I really don't like her. Sorry. No, that that's just, like, honestly, my... That's where I'm like, it, I just hope that whenever, however they um, costume <laughs> Kristen Stewart... I, obviously, they can't do blackface, right? We don't have to go that far. Hey, but hey, hey. It, a costume can still be bad. 
Hollywood will find a way. They want to do blackface, they'll do it, okay? <laughs> Ain't it the truth? <laughs> Shit, they might just be like, fuck it. Actually, we don't want Zoe, we don't want Kristen Stewart as Diana. We want Kristen Stewart as Meghan Markle. We're doing that story, and baby, you got to tan your ass up. Like, <laughs> and then, and then Zoe's Eldana will, will play Diana. Mm-hmm. They'll yeah, just like, and when they're working with Chris, when they're working with Chris, and they're like, hey, hey, can you guys call the same people who tan Ariana Grande? Thanks, we need it. And it's like <laughs> darken her ass up. Look, now she's biracial. Boom. Oof. Go. Don't get us started today. Not today. That's fine. That was last week's episode, not this one. <laughs> Listen, but it, as we said, it's, it's not an everybody wants something podcast episode if we don't bring up race. Because True. it's always about race. Ooh, say that again in the micro. Say that in the microphone again. <clears throat> it's always about race. This is an ASMR. <laughs> yes. <laughs> always about race asmr listen it's always about race when we live in a white supremacist patriarchal society it is always about race i can't even speak raced race no t because because you're mad because you're mad can't talk you piss i can't even speak right now period there's my tea there's my tea (laughs) they're like lauren sit down (laughs) all right super duper definitely not problematic always objective um Mm -hmm. ranking system that's us um starting with 80s canadianess what happened in the beginning when we were like that time stamps something oh uh the recording thing yeah so it was like oh man i didn't even record oh yeah that's the only moment Um, i can really think of yeah, I think that it it felt – I think what made it feel, like, not so much Canadian. Well, we did get a Narbo. We got a Broomhead reference, That's which true. is fun. I think what – We got a couple of, mums. Yes. I think what also, like, gives it an edge, too, is that that PSA moment or, like, the, hey, we're just kids talking in a classroom. It made it feel very, like, oh, this is, 80s. like, an 80s kids show. And, like, mm-hmm. how do we deal with our feelings? Yeah. Any takers? Like, the, like that kind of like those those like boring PSA tapes on VHS that like you had to play in a classroom. Mm-hmm. It to get us accustomed to um, the sexual harassment and job training videos we would watch in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but I would give it maybe ugh, maybe a four, not even maybe a four or five. Um, I would give it a five. I think it's like a middle of the road, like nothing too. Okay. Yeah. Five. Let's go with a five. Next. Fashion. I mean, we had Lucy. I, I say it, it tends across the board. Ten. Yep, 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 yep. Tends across the board. <laughs> I mean, the, she, the, the jacket. The jacket. Like, that is the statement jacket. The goddamn, like, outfits. tool skirt she had. She had a tool skirt on the first day of school. Who does that? That that Lucy. is that's evening wear, but it's Lucy and it's the eighties, so who cares? Category is what's the category? Tool skirt, <laughs> tool skirt in the daytime. Listen, it's the eighties. Tool 80s. skirt if in you do grade a, nine. It's the eighties. You do enough coke, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. Oh wow! I mean, because like you're staying up for like you know minimum three days, so yeah. What? She came. She went out that last night, and she's showed up at school 
I'm just like, I'm ready. Oh, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet you, I bet you Lucy's going out by now because oh, her yeah. parents are never home. She's probably like, oh, she's yeah. probably in, she's in the 80s nightclub scene for sure. Yeah, she's like, fuck it. I'm not having these kids over for parties anymore. That's, that's, that's kitty stuff. When we're drinking apple juice, fuck that. I'm going to nightclub. Give me some cocaine, please. Because she's Canadian. She's polite. Yeah, it's very, it's very polite. Um, okay, let's give her a 10 mm-hmm. points. I mean, it's right. our best Lucy yet, so. Absolutely. Um, acting. I, okay, as we were closing out that last scene, I thought Wills did a very good job acting. Like, maybe, did I think that? <laughs> I'm like rethinking it right now. <laughs> um, I feel like, because I think we know about him, like, in real life, the actor in real life, like, he, he dealt with shit as a kid. Like, in his family. And so I feel like any person, anyone that, you know, any great artist that is a true artist showing trueness in their work has always gone through stuff. And I feel like it wasn't perfect acting, but I don't know. I just, I feel like it, um, he wasn't, he didn't overplay it. I felt like Mm -hmm. his kind of emotion, whatever emotion that was, it seemed Mm -hmm. like it could really be his emotion in this situation. I agree. I agree. I think the acting was very good. I think largely because of Wheels. I think Joey is actually a really good actor. Yeah, I think he's so pretty too. good. Yeah, I think he's improved especially. So I think his presence <clears throat> and his interactions with Wheels also like yeah, their dynamic this episode was very good. Was very good. Should I get a ten? I I would give it a ten. Like because I feel like I mean, is it like this is these are the episodes to show your acting skills? You know, like mm-hmm. the the big dramatic ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, plot. Did it go there? I mean, yeah. We got we double had, parent death. <laughs> we had death. We had double death. We had double parent death, middle school age death, primary years death. Yes, it went there. It fucking went there. That's 10 points. Mm-hmm. That's Ooh, 10 fucking shoot. points. As far as shoot. I'm concerned. And, like, and we had we had a double feature hour-long episode. Oh, that's they true, too. They spent their time on this topic. And knowing what I know, Wheels' parents' death is going to be, like, a big yes. plot point throughout the show. Mm-hmm. That's for I sure. Mean, like, even, even now, like, at the end of this episode, even Snake haven't, rec- haven't reconciled or talked yet, so. They haven't. And I don't remember how they resolve it. I know they do. But um, I know there I, – I feel like there's ongoing tension with them for a while because yeah. literally Snake just – actively avoids wheels exactly like that's the thing it, it only gets worse like <laughs> yeah i think he just like when he says i can't even look at it him he means like for the whole year <laughs> he's like i i guess i'm just not having that friend anymore like he's like i moved on <laughs> yeah yeah he's like no new friends or not, not even old friends no friends at all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that gives us 35 points for can't live with them which means that it is at the number one place it just beat egbert Damn. I mean, I feel like when we talk about like episodes, like this is um this is a life plot altering episode. Like this this is an altering episode for the continuing mm-hmm. of the series. Yes. Absolutely. And not just with junior high high, it plays out in like the schools out like movie. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it like this this is a massive like character turning point for wheels and like his yes. trajectory for the rest of the show. So exactly. I think it's, it's only fair that it's at the top spot now. Wow. Okay. You know what? 
I really was not looking forward to this episode because it was going to be so mm-hmm. sad. But like, I feel like when we think about like the ground, how groundbreaking it is, and just like the the trajectory of this series, it I'm like, yes, it's about to. Yeah, get good. I'm so happy we're in season three now because like it's good. And I also am very excited because the next season. I mean, once this is over, we're going to be transitioning into Degrassi High. Yes, whole new whole new world, new theme song. Probably. I don't know yet. Maybe. Um, yes. We'll, it's same, we'll, we'll like almost the same tune, but like slightly different lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a different singer as well, I think, or maybe at least a different um, octave. <laughs> yeah. Can we also get that ending part? It's like, Degrassi Ho! <laughs> yeah. They're like, they like kind of were like taking, it was like a different era in the 80s. And it was also like kind of going into the 90s. Well, we also, bit, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure by high we're in 90, aren't we? Doesn't it start? I think, I think yeah, it might be I 1990, yeah. Ooh, child, we're not in the 80s anymore. We have to change a lot of things, like our ranking system. A lot of things have to change. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I know, me too. Because like when we get to high school, like we're dealing with high school trauma. The yes. realest that they're real. Like they're dealing with adult shit in high school. Like it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, like if I'm thinking about some like episodes where it's like i know like there's the one i'm looking forward to or one of them is the hiv aids episode which they do oh i haven't like, even got oh, i haven't even gotten to that yeah. one um in in watching ahead so mm. yeah that one's like oh wow yeah it's pretty good i'm so excited i'm so excited i hope you guys are excited too yes i'm sure you guys are you guys are very pumped when it comes to you know like when it any type of serial type, you know, TV or movies, like, you have to kind of get through the early years because you know you're getting to the good stuff later, you know? Like, you get, you're sitting through the early stuff to get to the good stuff, and we're starting to get to the good stuff. We're going to have so many parties this season, which I love parties. That is my favorite genre of everything um, when it comes to TV episodes, when it comes mm-hmm. to teen angst movies, that's yes. my favorite because that was never part of my life <laughs> in high school or college. I never went to these like quote unquote house parties. And so I was, I've always been fascinated with house parties and the dynamic of them. And now we're getting into the alcohol of it all, which always adds a nice little flavor. I mm-hmm. love teen drinking on TV, not in real life. Okay. <laughs> now Lauren buys teens alcohol and she drinks. She doesn't drink with them. She just watches them drink. It's it's my thing. I just sit outside liquor stores and just like whisper out the window, "Hey, hey, you want anything? <laughs> I want to buy you some booze. It's it. <laughs> you want me to want me to buy you some dope, some grass? Like, no, hey, I don't lady, do that. You either. gotta get. You gotta leave. You gotta leave, lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But that's like my favorite. I I love watching those because I never did that. So I'm like, oh my gosh, was this? And so I think, you know what? It would have been really sad to go to a party in real life because it wouldn't have lived up to what really happened. No, probably not. Probably not. I mean, I didn't go to parties in high school, but I think of college and my vision of what like a college party looked like looked nothing like what it ended up looking like, which is just a stinky house that's like got sticky floors and... 
It's always gross. sticky floors. Yes. And I will say, um, my uh, my uh, college party years, I lived out post college when I first moved to China. So I lived it out at an older age, and I feel like I was better for it. I'm sure you were. I'm sure yeah. you were. Yeah. And I'm I'm slightly over it. I'm I'm done with the sticky floors. That's for sure. I know. Fuck a sticky floor, especially in in this in this economy. What doesn't make any <laughs> sense? Okay, but um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Um, stay tuned. We've got a lot of things in store. We're not going to tell you yet, though. It's a secret. It's a secret. Yes. But um, yeah, we have a lot of things in store. Um, find us on Instagram. We're still on Twitter. We don't tweet. It's probably oh, start tweeting again. And we are officially on Spotify. You can listen yes. to us on Spotify. Boom. Yes, as of, yes. Sorry, as of today. Yes. <laughs> but yes, we are especially, you can listen to us on Spotify. I'm not one of those people. I'm an Apple podcast girl, but. Same. A lot of people. But we're not judging you here. Yeah. Listen, you can hang out with us wherever you like to hang out with us. Yeah. SoundCloud, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. 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 We'll always be together. Uh, da, 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 oh my god, guys, is Shakira <laughs> in this room right now? <laughs> you guys, it's me. It's Lauren. You did. <laughs> oh my god. You thought Lauren like left for a minute and then Shakira came in. That's our special guest. Um <laughs> yeah, but stay tuned. Um keep reaching out to us. We love hearing back from you guys. You guys have been so sweet and supportive, um, especially in the past few weeks. We love you so much. Yes, we and love you guys. Yeah, we look forward to doing this again. So, as we always say, catch you later, broomheads. Bye, broomheads.